You're listening to The Sideline Story, the past, present and future of Rugby League, their journey, their sideline story. Daniel Tassoni, I've returned, boys. I'm back. Voice is back. I'm still a little bit sick. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me is the other main coast, uh, co-host and main host in general is Ryan Keith Clark and our colour commentator, Nicholas Guild. How are we, boys? Nicholas Cranky Pants Guild. Do you have a few arguments? About what, Nick? Tell, tell the audience, tell the people. Hey, we're going to get to it. We'll get to it about player player points. <laughs> this is we spend more time discussing points in the games behind the scenes. Fair income, man. I think it was um coming off that uh, surprising loss for the Parramatta Eels, Nick. That's where the argument stemmed from because it was all all the three two one discussions were after that game. So I'm going to bring it back to that. But anyway, whatever. Big a. Hey, very, very popular episode last week. I wonder why, Ryan. The people just love the voice. Uh, mate, you know what? Apparently, to... I have been told by so someone who works with my brother listens to the podcast. He listens to the podcast on one and a half times speed. So oh, speed... what? <laughs> he speeds the podcast up because I talk too slow. <laughs> Actually. Yep. Oh. Oh, I think I, I don't know what your name is, but cheers. <laughs> hey, you're just talking about the negatives. You're such a negative Nancy. You, you're calling Nick Cranky Pants Guild, but and apparently Nancy. he calls me. Of- he does call me. He does call me a wet blanket as well. I don't know this bloke's name, but the bloke who works with awesome. my brother. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for the constructive criticism. You talk about the bad stuff. What about all the good stuff? We got one of the highest ratings last week. Very big ratings. Ryan Keith Clark. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> hey, we'll be back. You'll be back. Don't worry. We'll be back in back in charge. I guarantee it. Nick, Nick, on the other hand, thinks we're better than him and he hasn't even had a go. Hey, you hey, guys Nick. are excellent. I'll just leave I'll just leave it to you guys. Oh, okay. Clarky, I wanted um I wanted you to share a fun fact because usually we come up with the fun facts on our pod uh, on our socials every Sunday, but I want to give the Fun fact away early. So we recently, some information recently came to light uh, to us and we were all a bit woke after it. That's right. Woke after we heard it. But can you please explain explain to the people why in rugby league, a try is called a try? I'll try and be as concise as possible. It's a bit stupid, to be honest. <laughs> you don't like it? I like it. Nah. So, well, it's just a fact. So, back in the day, a try wasn't worth any points. The, the phrase try derives from when you put the ball over the line, as it does now, it gives you a try at kicking a goal. So, 
the conversion after the try is what happened. That's where you were only able to get points. So when you put the ball over the line back when it first, when rugby union was first started, you didn't get any points for it. Mate. There you go. That is psychotic. <laughs> I, lo- I love how they've kept that origin of, of that. But seriously, like, we were like, why do they call it a try? And then, you know, someone we knew was like, I know why. Because <laughs> the word try doesn't make sense no, until you find out that fact. Fun facts, fun facts Sunday. Oh, mate, coming at it's you. coming out. It's coming at you. And big one last week, but the Roosters winning all 10 grades in the one week. First time ever. Very popular. Mate, very popular. This week was big for ratings and generating numbers. It's big, but we'll move on. Big episode today. Hopefully the ratings maintain with my uh, hosting uh, skills back in order. Eh, Clarky? <laughs> Squeaky voice is back. back. Squeaky voice is back. Uh, kicking off proceedings as usual will be our round six Easter weekend NRL recap. After the NRL will be our around the ground segment for all our non-NRL related rugby league coverage, where we will quickly have a look at round eight of the Super League, also their Easter weekend. And the semi-final fixtures were drawn for the UK Challenge Cup. The back end of the show is a bit of fun in our fan favorite bunker review segment presented by our beer sponsor, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, where this week we discuss semi rad radra some guilty hypotheticals that we missed last week, and they're very good. And for you two, we are going to host, or I'm going to host for you both, the NRL Spelling Bee. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> but boys, before we move on, followers, listeners, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the handle, the Sideline Story RL Podcast. And just a quick shout out to our sponsors, the Rusty Penny Brewing Company, the Arian Co and Akasha, three homegrown businesses. Please show them some love and follow them on the socials as well. But let's get straight into it. The NRL, Easter weekend, round six. This round's tips, boys. My smokey's backfired on me. I just got smoked myself. I got three. Ooh, and you both got five, but I got three. It was awful. I got ripped already. I've got a DM saying, man, I'm never following you ever again. I can't believe it. I'm not picking your tips. We follow your tips. Probably because I won the tipping comp last week because I'm fucking what mad. Did I get? You and Clark, you got five. What did you get? What did I just say, Nick? What did I say? I'm doing about four things at once. What did you get? Three. Fuck, you went bad. Well, I picked Smokies, Nick, if you were listening. Yeah, I know that, but why? <laughs> well, I picked the Bulldogs, and I'll get into that later. I picked the Sharks, and I picked Newcastle. And um, and then I'm assuming you both picked Raiders and Eels. And who was the other one? I think oh, and, and you both, I reckon you both picked um, against Manly. <laughs> oh, you picked the Warriors. Yeah. You picked the Warriors? The Titans. Oh, Titans. Titans. Hmm. I picked against Manly. I picked the Titans, yeah. Okay. We're silly. We're all silly. But anyway, game one, boys. The North Queensland Cowboys defeat the Canberra Raiders 18 to 12 in a very dull affair in uh, in Canberra. The Cowboys stepped up in the second half to score 18 unanswered points. And with that, they sealed the win. But in all honesty, boys, for mine, there is not much to discuss, to, to dissect or discuss in this game. But Clarky, start with you. 
What did you think of it? Mate, the Raiders are fucking cooked. Seriously. Hmm. They're... I, I don't I don't see how they're going to improve this year. If you, if you can't beat the Cowboys, yeah, I don't know. Tom that, Starling obviously showed showed a heap of spark in the first half. Um, Jack Whiten keeps trying hard, but it's, yeah, I don't mm, know. Mm. Did you watch There's the uh, Did you watch the Ricky press conference? Yeah. Can I ask you, Guilty? Did he did he rip himself for picking Savage, or was he being a smart ass about the media ripping on him? No, nah, he's been a smart ass. Yeah, he's been a so. smart ass. He, so. he had the chits because everyone's saying there's no X factor, so they're bringing Savage. And he, I don't know if you saw his first touch, but it wasn't too far. Yeah, he went out straight away. Yeah, he ran. A- he tried to. He tried to. He sort of moved to the right, and he was about five minutes from the sideline. He's not a big guy, and they just lifted him up and took him out, and that's first grade. In saying that, I, th- I think, mate, I, th- Chan- I think he's done a fullback. He just, it's like he's got the yips or something. He just, he's he's lost the ability to catch the high ball. It's, he makes have a lot. Seen, sorry, Clark, have you seen what they've done this week? The, the teams are out. No, what have they done? He's on the bench. Chance yeah. is on the bench. That's Oof. right. Rapana's starting and um, Savage is going to start on the wing, looks like. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that might just be a wing thing and they'll switch in and out in, in attack and defense and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, well, I, I think that's a bit harsh. I think Chansey's still, still in your best 13. Where do you put him? On the in wing? The centers. No, in the centers, probably. Who do you He's drop? Played, I don't know. He plays international football in the centers. Mm. That, that Tomoko's playing really well and I reckon Valamai's a good player. Yeah, they've both got. They've both got issues. Like they, they both got a, a good, a good stuff up in them. I think, but um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know where they I'll go from you. here. I guess that's where they what, go from here. Well, man, I reckon Chan's um, mate, he could be a little bit like Walker at Manly. Comes in, he's a big guy. You know, he could yeah. move around the middle. Yeah, mate, if they can get Probably. those numbers. They can get Dylan Walker numbers out of him. They're, that might be what they need. I don't know. They're just a strange old footy team. Yeah. The other uh, thing, um, other than other than uh, them introducing, do you know about this kid, Harry Rushton? I think it's yes. Harry Rushton. Yeah, the Pommy. Yeah, so they're going to give – he's coming off the bench uh, this week as well. Yeah. Um, talking about the Cowboys, um, mate uh, – Scott Drinkwater's going all right at fullback and uh, Hammer's, Hammer's back. It's interesting what they're going to do here. Mm. I think Drinkwater's kept his spot. He's he kept his to. fullback spot. Yeah, so they've la- they've named Hammer as a reserve. So okay. I don't know how, what's going to happen. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll play him as a bloody um, utility. Mate, I'd, I'd put him on the wing over Tulangi. Murray Tulangi. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because Tua Luggy goes all right, but you got to pick your best. You got to pick your best backline, and yeah. But speaking of their backline, mate, Valentine Holmes. I'm always I'm always super critical of top flight wingers who want to move to fullback, and it's I don't know whether it's purely just a money thing or they just want to get involved more. But mate, I think he's a center. He's yeah, playing really really well. Like he'll be he'll he'll be in the centers for Queensland this year. I agree. I oh, was yeah. just about to say that. I agree. Yeah. 
I'm with you, Clarky. Yep. Well, look, boys, there's not much more to say. I'd, I'd look, like I said, I thought it was a bit, a bit of a dull affair and the Cowboys get the chockies there. So, guilty. We'll move it on to the Akasha MVP 3-2-1s to round out the game. I didn't, didn't really talk about either of those blokes, but uh, both of them just rolled their sleeves up, constant go forward. Jason Tamalolo, he got three. Josh Papali on the other side got two. I guess Josh was better in the first half and Jason was a lot better in the second half. And then obviously where he spoke about, Valentine gets one. Boys, game two, the Good Friday, the annual Good Friday clash. Uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs defeat the Canterbury Bulldogs 36-16. to 16. The Rabbitohs maintain their winning ways with a victory in the annual Good Friday clash between these two clubs, extending the Bulldogs' losing streak to five in a row. Boys, another jersey bet that I've lost. I'm currently zero from five, I think, since the Sideline Story podcast was born. In 2021 last year. But Gildy, I'm going to start with you. You're the impartial rugby league fan here. What is your take for the game? Okay. Um, look, we talk about penalties. Um, I thought both sides were giving away a lot of penalties in both halves. Look, man, the, the fact is... Um, the Bulldogs are slowing the game down, but there's little things that happen that the, the not including that. Like, I don't know if you remember this, Clarky, but um, early in the game, they put a kick up and Blake Taff took a good uh, catch. I think it came off the goalpost. He took the ball and then someone drove him in goal. And the player definitely not stopped, but they called it a penalty. They said, oh, already held. Mm. Do you even remember that? I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on the – you sent us in the group chat. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. It's, Mate, one, it's one of it's it, it's one of those. It's a fifty. I think it's a fifty-fifty. Oh come on! Mate, I, I just think that I think that look, look, Dan. I think the thing is that the Bulldogs to win. The Bulldogs need little calls like that to go their way. And when they don't, they don't look fifty-fifty. But I probably agree with Clarky. They are fifty-fifty, but it's just the Bulldogs never get them. Look, I will say before I go on a bit of a, a rant here. <laughs> I will say that they don't help themselves when adversity is thrown at their face, the Bulldogs, and that doesn't show good character. Teams last three, year... Three, three tries in 10 minutes, mate. Mate, it's not, it's not good, but teams last year, when the Sinbin crackdown happened, for example, this is a big telling point because every week it was a Sinbinathon. Teams learned how to play with one or two down in matches. And... In this game against the Rabbitohs, when we lost a player, being Jeremy Marshall King, we just crumbled for 10 minutes. The Bulldogs didn't touch the ball. That was 10 minutes of not touching the ball. And the Rabbitohs scored three tries. Once they got that first try, they just rolled on and went bang, bang. It's back to back to back. Awful watching. And that there sealed the deal, unfortunately. So the Bulldogs were good for 27 minutes. And then that happened. And they just went, oh, shit. But do you think where the issue is Simbi necessary? Yeah. Well, this is my issue with it. He's given Man. them the he's given them the warning, Clarky. Hmm. And then seven minutes later, they do another, they give away another penalty, which in my in my eyes was a bit 
a bit of a harsh one. And he goes, well, I warned you as you're gone. Then so my issue get, with that, my, my issue with that is when we get our player back, the Rabbitohs give away in the last three minutes or two minutes off memory, they give away a penalty. Then they give away another penalty. And then they give away six yeah, again. And they didn't get a, they didn't get a, they didn't get a warning. They didn't get a, they didn't get a sin bin. And I'm looking at this going, what the, where's the Bulldogs calls here? <laughs> As a Bulldog supporter, where are their calls? It was baffling. Mate, there was one, it was towards the end of the game, but I, I, only because a player had been sent off and I thought, oh, you know, they've got it. They might have to even it here was, um, oh, what's his name? Who's the winger? Who's the winger who came from Penrith? Josh Mansour. He, mate, he did exactly the same thing that Jeremy Marshall King did. He did that fake thing where he pretends his arm's trapped mm. and then he throws his arms in the air. Like, mate, that that was probably, I think that was like their third one and, and he should have been, mate, he should have probably been sent as well, if, if we're going to be fair. Look, Kaki, I'll, I'll give you a voice for a sec. I just, like I said, I need a rant because that was at the game. So frustrating. <laughs> So frustrating. Yeah, Dan, just just before you go, man, better team one, mate. I've, that's uh, like I said, the Bulldogs don't react to adversity, and then it. The problem is, is when we got our player back. Yes, there's factors of fatigue and whatnot, but they just don't react well. They're like, oh, we lose, we're losing, and you just the the the, the sad thing is, is that you knew they'd lost, and they weren't fighting back after that. That was one game where they actually gave up after adversity had hit. They, they were good at the start. Like I said, first 27 minutes, 30 minutes, they were good. And then, bloop, no good. But didn't help that we lost two players, but that's the nature of rugby league. We lost um, Braden Burns and Patolo, and then Burton was playing in the centres, and, you know, things crumbled. But anyway. Mate, mate last year, just before Clarky talked about South, mate, last week you said Jeremy Marshall King is the reason they're losing. I didn't say Mate. he's the reason they're losing. I said he's not as good as what you said he was. Okay. Well, man, I'll, I'll tell you a player that's not as good as what you said he was. Yeah. And that's Burton, mate. Burton's not doing anything. Mate, no. I watched him closely. He's got one try assist this year. He looks terrible, man. He looks he, he looks out of sorts. I don't know if it's a confidence thing, but he, he is the reason. He's one of the reasons they're not playing well. He's only got um at the moment. Because I've said this, he's kicking game outshines his ball playing game as a half. He should be good Super. with ball playing. But yeah. anyway, Clarky. Mate, I think I think what we called him was uh the second coming of Jonathan Thurston and he's not that. Not yet. He will be that. Clarky. Um <clears throat> how long were you at the game for on Friday? Four and a half hours because that's how long it felt like the game went for. Yeah. The amount of made that first half, I think the first half went for like, I think it was because I was watching it. I think it went for almost an hour. It was, oh, it was, it was hard to, I found it, I found it actually hard to watch. It was a hard game to watch because it was so stop start. Did you find that? Obviously, it's different at the game. Did you find that guilty? Uh, look, man, I, um, it was, uh, Man, I was sort of enjoying the start because I thought, I thought, look, man, I was going for the underdogs. I was sort of going for the bulldogs, and I thought Dusky. Man, I thought the, the first was the first part of the game was good, first quarter, and then and then it slowed right down into a just a 
after after the the send off, there was that flurry of tries, and then it just got a bit grindy. Mm. Look, I know Cookie scored. I think did he score two of his tries when Marshall King was in the bin? Uh, yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Still played great. I like I like Blake Braley. I think he is going to be the next New South Wales hooker. Like unless Cookie goes down injured, when when it's time for Cookie to move on from Origin, I think he'll be next. They got to stop talking about it. Damien Cook's playing better now than what he has the last two years. And yeah, I'm not true. just talking about this game. He's played good all year so far. He's yeah, I agree. He, <clears throat> that's. I just wanted to highlight that because I just I thought Cookie was. I, I think all the, was I think all the Harry Grant talk um, kicked him in the gear, like to 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 shine. I mean, not just no, to play well. He's been. I, th- I think he's been playing good all year, to be honest. Um, I mean, it's not like uh, it's not Cherry Evans and I, and uh, Nathan Cleary. It's 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 far closer than that. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Now I thought say it every week. Lachlan and Ilias is playing better every single week. Um, I got any points again? Yeah, finally, I think this week, Cody. I think we said it last week. Lachlan's get Lachlan Ilias is getting better. It doesn't seem to be pushing Cody along. But Cody played a bit better this week, I think. But um, you just you look at the back row, the back row stats. Obviously, you're talking about. Elite level back row, arguably the best back row in the comp at the moment. You got Kilimatangi, 156 meters, Jaiara, 130 meters, Cameron Murray, 136 meters. Like mm. those numbers for back rowers. If you're if your two front rowers were getting those numbers, you'd be happy. And then you got Liam Knight coming off the bench, 200 meters, 100 of them post contact in 40 minutes of footy. Like. I, I, I uh, the other player that I think really helped was that uh, Ham Sally. What's his first name? Hammy, Hamzy, Hamay, Hamay, Hamay Sally. Hamay Sally. Yeah, mate, he is a juggernaut, and he actually he's starting this week. Yeah, I was about to say. Obviously, um, he's impressed JD. He's um, been promoted to the starting pack ahead of um, Tom Burgess, but um, yeah, I don't know. Good, good debut from Isaiah Tass. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know whether I've actually said it on the podcast, but I've. I think the sources days are numbered. They've obviously looking past Jackson Paulo for now. I think Tane. I think the future will be Tane to the wing and um, Isaiah Tass in the centres. He he looked he looked sharp when he came on. Obviously, he oh. scored a try. That helps it's helps his confidence junior. enormously. Bulldogs junior Clarky, is he? Mm-hmm. No, we signed him. From, we signed him from the Broncos. Yeah, things been a few places. Um, mate, I, I think Milne's been playing good in the centres. To be honest, he has been. But well, even if Zaitas might be able to play on the wing, who knows? But yeah, I mean, mate, the source loves loves to push in off his wing in defence. Mate, uh, on the he's he's gone back to the to the reserves this week, Tass, and but Jackson Paul is also on the reserves, so. They got another kid. Is it Carlo? 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 Yeah. Terrell, Carlo? Carlo? <laughs> they talk about him as well. Yeah, I don't know much about him. Um, so yeah, can't really comment on it. Yeah. Boys, do you reckon um, Trent Barrett is going to last the season? Um, 
Mate. I think so. I think he will, yeah. So do I. I think so. I think they'll give him the... They'll give him the... The, the, the Maguire treatment he, will come next year, I think. Yeah. I, I think you go... Unless, unless you go on some absurd run of big score lines... Yeah, I think I think he sees out the season at least, and mm. then in the off season, yeah, ultra pressure. On. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Mate, ultra pressure. I think I think that if he had the full roster, he's, he, they've got a lot of injuries. The Bulldogs right now, mm. and I think if he had the full roster, he'd be under a lot more pressure. Mate, I've got mail that he's out at the end of the year. There you go. Really, I've heard who's replacing him. Seraldo, Seraldo is replacing him. Nice. Gussie's bringing him over. Okay. It's the same as bringing Trent Barrett over from the Panthers. You've got to exactly. bring Serato over from the Panthers. 100%. Yep. No, n- yeah. Okay. Anyway, we'll move it on, boys. The Akasha MVP 321's guilty. All right. Damien Cook, three. Liam Knight, two. And Cameron Murray, just um, energizer bunny, just doesn't stop. Although he, he has been coming off a bit lately, Kaki. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I've, he's but his shoulders, his shoulders padded up um, like Quasimodo. So um, I think he's he must be carrying some sort of an injury. Yeah. Boys, game three: the Penrith Panthers defeat the Brisbane Broncos forty points to twelve. The Panthers are still undefeated in twenty twenty two, winning their twentieth straight game at home and equalising the third. Highest home game win streak in Australian rugby league history. They keep breaking records, boys. But lads, I felt the um, the Broncos were in this for the first say fifty minutes, forty five minutes, and then usual proceedings occurred in the final thirty as the Panthers piled on five tries. Clarky, what was your take on the Panthers game at home? Yeah, that, the, obviously the class ran away with it towards the end. But I think I said it last week with the Broncos. You, you, you know when you know in the first five, ten minutes if the Broncos are on or whether they're going to... Because they've put in a couple of pretty abysmal performances this year. But then they've put in some good ones. And you know within the first ten minutes. And they went, they took the lead after the first... They took the lead after the first ten minutes, and yeah, like you said, they were they were on and they were in it, and for the first 50, 60 minutes, and like you're, you're talking about you're talking about the reigning premiers, the team that's undefeated. I, I think if they play eight or nine, ten of the other teams, they probably go on to win that game. But obviously, the class just took over in the end. Yeah. And Tony Stags, he's just breaking my heart after I sold him in Supercoach. He's, hey, he's, he um, minced Isaac Tago. Absolutely minced him. Yeah. For the record. And, and Tyrone, and mate. mate. Yep. Mate, they're both rookies. Um, mate, from, I've been watching all the centres since uh, since Latrell and uh, and uh, Turbo have been down, man, and he's the, he's the, he's right now the best centre. Tony Staggs? It's Katoni Staggs, yep. You'd be surprised, um, Guilty, with the st- the stats at the end of the um, the Instagram fan poll results at the end of the uh, episode. You'll be interested. Yeah, oh, I probably will be surprised. Mm. 
I'll pick Lomax mistakenly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, um, I felt the the turning point for both sides was at the 50-minute mark or just thereabouts. The uh, double sin bin. Now, I want to get your opinion on it, and I'll start with you, Gildy. Uh, for those that don't know, Dylan Edwards and Keenan Palacia from the Broncos were oh, Edwards from the Panthers, Palacia from the Broncos. They're both sin binned for open hand face hits. Let's put it that way, I guess. After Edwards Mate, said something Edwards, to Palacia, Edwards, Edwards said something to him. Yeah, he said something to him. Yeah, you know, Edwards. Yeah, and hey, mate, there's there's a there's a couple of ways to look at this, but. Gildy, I'll start with you. Do you agree with open hand slaps or open hand hits being sin binnable offences? Uh, yeah, yes. man, it's, you're striking someone. You're striking someone, man. If it's me, though, I, uh, I'm not saying I hit the boat, but I'll definitely grab him, maybe give him a few little collar punches, pretend they're not punching him. Well, that's what the, a lot of a lot of them do that to get away with the you know they they flirt with the line of hitting him and not or not. Yeah. yeah. But look, I agree. I think I think it is uh, because look, if you if you this is one good reason to sin bin it, it can filter down through the junior ranks. You'd like to see it filter down there because there's a lot of smart asses throughout rugby league and sport in general, really. But um, yeah. mate, Paul Kent said something, and you boys know I'm not a big 360 um, viewer, but Paul Kent said something that is a double-edged sword. He said once rugby league got rid of fighting, it brought the the smart asses out, and those being he, the, he was the backs, about Lomax, right? like the backliners. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he spoke about him. He also spoke about Edwards. He, he they they had like a a compilation, I guess, yeah. and they just he just referred to more backline players being one to seven, being you know smart asses to you know the forwards. And usually back in the day, you wouldn't. And if you did, you got pumped, you got punched, you got, you got belted. Square up. Well, that's right. And, they, and he was saying, he was suggesting, well, you get rid of fighting and that's what you get. And it's like, yeah, but you can't have fighting either, Paul, because that's not good either. So the, the sin bin for the open hand slap is the way forward. I'm with it. You get rid of this dirty shit from the game. You got to be. You got to be better than that. You just ignore him. He's a. He's a germ. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page. It's lovely. But Clark, uh, not Clark. You guilty. You blew up about um a certain uh, superstar Penrith player tackling Billy Walters, and for those that don't know, it was a dodgy tackle. It was um, what would you say, hip drop tackle? No, it's not a hip drop because I think the hip drop's already like uh, in the. Uh, I watched all the press conference. So I had that much time on my hands this weekend, <laughs> mate. Um, they asked what a hip drop was, and the hip drop is when there's other players holding him up, and then you do it. This was sort of one on one, but it was a trip. He, he pulled his he pulled his ang- he pulled his leg around to sort of trip him. Well, the I am massive- I am I sorry? Am I seeing some? Um, am I just not seeing this? I don't see anything wrong with a one-on-one trip style throw where someone gets injured. I do. I just, you're, I don't... you're attacking. You're attacking his knees. 
it's uh, I don't know. Like, why, why does he have to do it? Why can't he just drive, drive him into the ground? Hmm. Why does he have to? Because because he can't. That's what the reason is. He can't because um, because the player is standing staunch and won't let it happen. So all of a sudden, he puts his leg around and then tries to to break the bloke. It's a wrestling technique. Yeah, I I, I think. To be honest, I know it's on a purpose, and I, I, I think it's all spare at the moment. But the thing is, it's reckless, and he should have got a week. Well, he got a grade one dangerous contact charge, and he got fined. Do you think that's fair? I think he should have got a week. I think if Junior Paulo is getting weak, he should have got a week. He can't get a week for that. He can't get a week for that when cannonball tackles are fine. No, oh, that's a good point, mate. I, I, I think that they should be. They should this- be. They've set, they've set the, they've, they've, they've revamped the fucking judiciary and all these things and all the points and stuff. And they, you, you can't argue with any punishment that anyone's getting because the cannonball is a fine. If the cannonball is a fine, that's the standard we're setting. Everything else is a fine. Yeah, I, um, I hate the cannonball too. It needs to be better than a fine. Of course it does. No one, no one thinks that it should be a fine. What, what, they're only going to knee-jerk reaction when someone does a knee. Someone will do a knee and they go, oh, well, they can't do that. It's true. But look, it's crazy. Boys, testing you. He's out for two to four months with a grade three hamstring injury now. So, Can I just say on him, Dan, I, I think he's the turning point. Tessie? So he was, he yeah, was I, good. He was really good. It was bad I, loss. I bad loss. Reynolds, Reynolds was kicking them... Kicking them into like at least kicking them with an to even with the with the Panthers. Um, Stags was killing it out wide, and Tessie Nui. As soon as he came off, that's when I think that that the the tides turned. They just didn't have. They just they need all their players on the field, and he's part of their spine, and he's been playing well. And um, as soon as he came off, they just missed him. Mm. Hmm. Has Cobo did Cobo play his juniors at fullback? Because he he doesn't look like he doesn't look like a fullback. Uh, I think he like did, he's man. out of place. I think I think he's just just learning. I, I look, man, they're, they're, the like Andrew Johns is carrying on about him going straight there. Man, Tessie knew he's playing great there. Cobo's playing great on the wing. It's Cobo's, you know, it's he's pretty much his first year. Hmm. I'm quite hmm. happy with him being on the wing. I think, man, look, well, the Broncos have- aren't far away. They didn't have Payne Haas. You know, oh, pain hard. Why wasn't he there? I thought Corey Jensen. In saying that, I thought Corey Jensen went hard against decent a decent Ford Park. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're the premiers. What do you, what do you do? The, the, the better team won. They 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 they. Uh, you said it, Clarky. I think I think Brisbane were on. I don't think the score was indicative of how good Brisbane played because it looked like it, it looks like a, a smashing, but it what really wasn't. And um, yeah, like you said, if, if if the Broncos continue to play at that standard, I, I'd be pretty happy with them. They're doing something weird this week, though. Like they've dropped, they've dropped Walters to the bench because um, Jake Turpin's not playing. So they're starting with um, oh, what's his name? That hooker they've been using, Corey Pakes. Pakes, yeah. So so Walters has gone to the bench as a reserve style hooker. And they're bringing in what's that five eight's name? He hasn't got to go yet this year. Oh, not Tyson Gamble. Gamble. Yeah, 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 Tyson Gamble starting. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. Look on Payne Haas. Just before we uh, move on, uh, him and Albert Kelly copped the one match suspensions. It took them a while to come to this sanction the NRL, but 
They gave them one match suspensions and a $10,000, $5,000 fine, respectively, uh, for their little drunken scuffle in Sydney after the Bulldogs game in round two. Is that fair, boys, or is that over over? Who got 10000 Who got 5000 Uh Payne Haas, 10 Albert Kelly, 5 Mate, they should have been fined the same amount. They should have just been fined. Yeah. I'm with that. Clarky? I don't know. <laughs> I'm happy with that answer. Look, <laughs> I think we had this last week, didn't we? No, no, because it, it didn't come out. Didn't it? They got sanctioned this week, and that's why Haas was out. So, yeah. no, anyway. no, no, no. We, the, 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 the penalty hadn't come out, but I think we spoke about what, what we thought they should get. Hmm. Anyway, onward and upward for the Panthers. They're doing well. They're backing up the last two years of their great form. So, good luck to them. Yeah. Here's one. I, I think they're beatable. There you go. Yeah, of course they're beatable. They're not as good as last year. They're not as good as last year. Ah. And the rules have changed too. It's, it's, you know, has brought a bit of evenness back in the comp, a bit of, a bit more grind. You know, I think games are starting to be played in sections. Like every 20, you, you know, you reassess how the game is, for, like, you know, is molding. Some games are, you know, real good and some games are real dull, but the product is better. So, and they are beatable as a result of that, I think. Yeah. But anyway. I think, I think I think they watch. Uh, Clarky always talks about it. You've got to improve, and I don't think they have improved. I think that their players are great, and they're still probably the or they're probably the best team in the comp right now. But they haven't improved from last year. Their team last year was better. Fair enough. Guilty. The Akasha MVP three two ones for the Panthers Broncos. Well, we didn't give him any talk, but Scott Sorensen had the career game. Um. <laughs> In, like not only did he make that uh, break on the try, but he made another break later on in the game, which was quite an important part of the game. He didn't score a try in the second one, but you know he just put the he just put the Broncos on the back foot. Um, mate, we talked about Stags already. I, I think he he will be in playing Origin this year if he plays like that for the the next couple of weeks. And um, we gave Cleary one, but this the, that Cleary came to he deserved it, but there was there was quite a few players in that roundabouts that, that, that could have got that one point. So, Boys, game four, the Manly Seagulls defeat the Gold Coast Titans 26-18. to 18. Manly's first half masterclass was enough to keep the Titans at bay with Gold Coast's weekly sporadic form spike keeping Manly on their toes. Guilty, your one from four theory is already at the window. Manly a two from two without Tom Trebojevic. So you lost that one, my friend. But I think there's reasons for it that we didn't really take into account. I believe certain players have stepped up for the Manly Seagulls. Uh, Cherry Evans linking up with Olakowatu is one. I think Josh Alloway's return has been massive for them. Dylan Walker's form off the bench, like Clarky spoke about earlier. And... Ruben Garrick is doing a fine job as the fullback. He's doing fine. He's not great. He's not like he's not hectic at the job, but he's doing a fine job. And all this is molding into victories for him and, and good form for them. So, you know, that's my take on the Manly Seagulls at the moment. But what do you think? Yeah, I'm I've had enough of writing them off. <laughs> I've just I have to stop tipping against them just purely because of no Tom Trebojevic. 
the um yeah this this is a winnable game for the Titans and I'd be really if I was Justin Holbrook I'd be really disappointed um I just want to bring up off the bat <clears throat> Dylan Walker yep he's been killing it off the bench again comes on he's played 54 minutes throwing for 184 meters two tackle breaks 26 tackles. Do you play him off the bench if you're Nathan Brown next year at the Warriors? No. Where, where are you going to put him? I don't know. Well, they've obviously, they've they've most likely bought him not as a bench player. Yeah, you'd assume. Or are, Mate, you, are, think, you, or are you happy to play him off the bench? He, he had something that... Um... He gives oh. you an X factor off the bench that not many teams have. Like, you know, what hey, they'll do. Got... You know what they're gonna do. Yeah, they'll play him at five eight. They'll get rid of Chanel Harris Savita and they'll play him at five eight. Maybe, and, he, and, then and, he, just and gonna... he won't. And he won't be as good. Look, man, they they've just bought um, the Warriors. Just bought uh, what's his name? I sent the thing Mitch through. Barnett. Mitch Barnett. Mitch Barnett. They've just they've, three years. He's just signed three years with the Warriors for uh, for next year, starting mm-hmm. next year. So, man, then they've got Curran and they've got uh, and Aiken, who's playing pretty good in the second row. Well, Aiken's going. Well, Aiken's going, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's he come out and said he's going. They've released him early. Yeah. Have you got a team? No. Not yet. No. Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I'm okay. Dolphins. Well, yeah. I mean, look, they've got a few back rowers. They've got that... Um, Elisa Katoa, who I think is playing pretty good. I mean, he started a few games last year. They've got um, Bailey Sirenen, yeah, who I think he does a lot of stuff that, you know, some players do a lot of stuff that's not very heralded and it's a lot of clean-up stuff. And I think Bailey Sirenen does that for Auckland. But we're talking about Auckland now, but um, back to... Uh, Who's back Auckland? To, back to game. It's <laughs> <laughs> all come up later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where are we at? I think Dylan uh, look, man, right at the start of the game. Yeah, Dylan Walker, man. He, I've look. thrown, I've ruined, I've ruined this game. <laughs> That's all right, mate. Bring it back on track. I think at the start of the game, mate, the Titans were unlucky, man. They went, they went to the left. Brimson got a ball, mate. They should have scored a try on the left hand side, right, right at the start of the game. And they, they, I can't remember. I think it's Marzu just dropped it cold. So, man, who knows what could happen and. You know, it was it was only a try difference, and also on top of that, I'm pretty sure Toby Sexton missed every single kick. He missed three, pretty three four. Yeah, yeah. So look, man, it, it was a lot closer. It was it's a close game, and the better team won in the end. Hmm. Mate, I thought. Um, look, I th- I think the the Cherry Evans Olakuatu combination is working. Uh, I thought Olakuatu could have scored five, legitimately, legitimately could have scored five tries in the first half. That's yeah. how close he was every time. He scored two, mate, but he could have scored five. Mate, he's he's good. Um, he's good in short distances. He's good close to the try line. He's just a ma- he's a massive man. Like yeah. if you looked at him and they said he's a prop, hmm. he could be playing prop, really, couldn't he? Yeah. But yeah, look, there's not much to this game. I love I love a sold out Brookvale with this new stand. It's looking a bit more professional, Brookvale Oval. The grass is not you know, a cow, a cow track anymore. And it's starting to look a bit more, a bit more professional. I like it. 
looking good. Sold out. I love sold out games. Ace is the best. Every game sells out or was a near sellout. It's good to see. Um, but yeah, look, Manly dominated the first half and they didn't score a try in the second half. And they allowed the Titans back into the game slowly, slowly. And if Toby Sexton kicks three of those goals, mate, they're, they're equalizing. So could have been a different game. But the Titans, they just keep doing it every week. They play to the tone of what Ever team they're versing. Hey, David Fafita scored another one of those. David Fafita scored another one of those crazy tries. Hey, you know what it. they've got to do? They've just, they've just got to give him the ball one more time. Yeah. Yeah. Find a way to get Fafita the ball. Clarky, got much to say about this one? No, not really. <clears throat> if... You talk about Olakawai too close to the line, though. Like they were just—it's—it's like they still don't know how to use Dave Fafita. Yeah, they don't. If they, if he, if Dave Fafita played outside of DCE, he'd be the best player in the competition. Just say, just say Fafita played for the Sharks with their shape. Oh yeah, mate, hundred percent. Hey, they've just got to get the shape right. And, and you know. they, they, they seem to cut him out a lot. And I don't know if that's a ploy to, like, let him re-energize and, you know, not waste energy too early. I don't know. I don't know why they're not using him as much. They're just not. And they're not – he doesn't cut in the Xs and, you know, hit underlines. I don't know. It's weird. He just – he's always marked. Scoot. And, Loves a scoot, though. Yeah. Because he can do it. He's good at it. He's so strong. He looks like the Hulk. Anyway. Anyway, guilty. The Akasha MVP 321s for Manly Titans. All right. Uh, Olakawadu, three. Um, you talked about Cherry uh, Evans and Olakawadu on the right. Well, Foran was doing all those things on the on the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he got two. And uh, Big Tino just uh, keeps him in the game, keeps trying, keeps him in the game. Walker's, Walker was close to points as well. Boys, game five, the Melbourne Storm defeat the Cronulla Sharks 34-18. to 18. The Storm put an end to the Sharks' four-game winning streak with a masterclass heralded and led by the Queensland and current Australian 5'8", Cameron Munster. Boys, a high-quality game between these rivals at Amy Park, but seriously, going back to Cameron Munster already, I just don't understand why the Storm aren't prioritising him. I, again, coming from 360, I found this part really interesting, but very funny at the same time. For those that don't know, Braithen Nastar is Cameron Munster's player agent. And Buzz Rothfield is on the panel and he goes, why is Cameron Munster being shopped to seven rival clubs? And Brayton Nastar, embarrassingly, in my opinion, gets on the yeah, defensive. He yeah, he, and he gets on. He gets on the defensive. You you watched it, yeah, Guilty Clark? Did you yeah. watch it as well? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. nah, I, yeah. I didn't see it, mate. He he gets on the defensive and he goes. Mate, he's not he being looked around. He misread. He originally misread the question, so he looked like a real ass. Yeah, and mate, he goes. Oh, he, he, Buzz goes. Buzz sees his reaction and he goes. He's not being shopped around. He's not. He's not being shopped around. He goes. Yeah. It's not how it works. And Buzz goes. I'm just reading in the paper that seven clubs want him and he's being shopped around. I'm just the messenger, basically, is how yeah, he... Buzz is, Buzz is reading in the paper what he wrote. Yeah, <laughs> probably. 
But seven, so, seven, seven, seven clubs want him. Mate, should I be, don't know. Because, because should, it's not should, be, should be six. It's, should be sixteen. Mate, it's just about salary cap, though, isn't it? Like, who's got available salary yeah. cap? Well, Brandon Astor want, basically. Everyone should want him. Yeah, hundred percent. But Brandon Astor's just uh, elaborated, and he's gone. The Storm wanted the four that they just re-signed, and like that, you know, they got Paps, they got Welch, they've got. Um, Grant, Hughes, Coates. That's five, but they've signed. He goes, they prioritize four of those five. And then they've gone, and Cameron Munster, he's 700 grand. And he no, goes, that's no, under. I, I think what they said was, I think what they were indicating was that they wanted all five and they wanted Munster, mm. but they, like you just said, they were going to pay him less. And their reasoning is that he's been a bit of a bad boy and they're stuck with him. Mm-hmm. And they want a little bit of loyalty out of that. And Seven. that's not how it works. Seven hundred grand. I, I think what they said was eight hundred. No, eight hundred is seven. It was seven hundred. nine hundred is fucking laughable, mate. Yeah, look, mate. You know, hey. Clubs like the Storm can Clarky Clark. Clubs like the Storm who can maintain this culture and just feed it and go. We're gonna win. If you don't want to be a part of it, see ya. And people go, oh, I want to win. They can do this. They can pay these these players unders. That's and sell the dream. Seven hundred thousand is is half a million under market value. Do you want to know what, right, that's exactly half, what that's exactly what Brayton Astor said. So yeah. well, that's mate. Yeah, Brayton Astor's around. I've actually I've actually really enjoyed Brayton Astor on three sixty this year. I thought he's brought a I thought he's brought a good dynamic from the he bites back at the journos a bit from the players' yeah. perspective. Because the journos run that show, and Ben Iken kind of just sat back. He'd been out of the game for a bit too long. Mate, so. what I what do I think is though that if you are the player agent, you've got to be able to answer those hard questions. And I agree, he is good. I think Brayton Astor is good, mm-hmm. but in this instance, he, he he looked a bit panicked and a bit schmozzled. He didn't like it. He, he seriously yeah. didn't like the question. But anyway, yeah. to this game, boys, I picked the Cameron sharks. Munster, Cameron Munster was phenomenal. Yeah. And I picked the Sharks no, and Cameron Munster just, just, it was him. It was all him. It I was all Munster him. all my points. Yeah. Three, two, if, we could, if we could do that, he would have gotten six points. But, mate, he was the reason. He was the, he was, he was the guy that, that beat the Sharks. And the Sharks were good, mate. They've got shape. They've got form. They've, they can score tries. They don't panic. But for every try that the Sharks scored, the Storm had one or two in them. And a lot of them came off the back of brilliance from Cameron Munster. That, indiv- we, that individual try was like the one where he, the one where he shows and goes and he, and he shows and goes and steps on his, on the outside and gets on the outside and then see you later champ. Goosey, goosey dummy again. And Mate, it wasn't brilliant. a bad defender that he did it to either. Yeah. It's Nico Hines. And not a bad it? team either. <clears throat> it, it, it was Nico Hines and McGuinness. Yep. This this game was I found this game quite similar to the Panthers um, Broncos game where I don't think the gap and obviously the scoreline indicates this as well like the gap isn't as big as those two are but it was just like Sharks kept in it and they were in it for a long period of the game and then they just the class of Melbourne just rose to the top can I the tackle on Ryan Pappenhausen. Just just before we go on, Clark, on that, I, I reckon that I reckon that yeah, they 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 stayed with them or within length, but I don't think Melbourne were ever worried about losing that game at all. They oh no, I don't think so. Goal. No, I think my 
my annoyance with this whole one-on-one, the one-on-one hip drop. Oh, you're, to- you're talking about Pappenhausen now? Mate, surely you don't see anything wrong with that one. No, no, that one that one was bullshit penalty. Hey, yeah. That's a J-up. Yeah, that was uh, McInnes. They called a hip drop tackle of McInnes and it was a one-on-one. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that was rubbish. Because he, he grabbed his ankle. And yeah, but I don't, I don't think it was. It wasn't a hip drop anyway. But they called it a hip drop. That's why when I, I said it earlier, drop. I didn't realise the hip drop definition was you had to have two or more players. This was a one-on-one yeah. tackle. I, I, just, I just don't think there was any danger in that tackle. No way. No way. And if, that, if, that, if that's a penalty, then I don't know how many tackles are, play, are made in a game. Let's say it's a 1,000. 800 of penalties. Like, I don't get it. Like, if that's if that's dangerous, then every tackle's dangerous. That one was a horrible call. A horrible call. That's one, of those so bad. that's one of those instances of they're protecting a, they're protecting the star player there. Yeah, correct, the, like. correct the window. The Todd Payton the rubber, theory kicks in. Is that Todd Payton there? Or is that Nick Guild? Yeah. Mate, I, I'm going to say it to the end, like, for the whole year. It's, it's the Todd Payton theory now. It, it is. But even the, I'm surprised we didn't bring it up in the South Bulldogs game. Like the mate, there were so many in that. What the Blake Taft one, the one where he wasn't tackled and he got put in goal, and yeah. Jared Sutton goes, "Oh, my favorite team." Whoops, the, exact, sorry. The, the exact, but the exact same scenario. South probably don't get penalized. Like, you know what I mean? Don't get me started with this South game, Clarky. I'm losing it. No, but it is. It's the <laughs> it's the Todd Payton, Robert the Green theory. Like. Yeah. He, Anyway, I, I, I didn't. I didn't in this game in particular though. That was just one call. I didn't see. I didn't see the Sharks being penalised out of the game. I just saw the better team win. Um, on on the Sharks though, look on their left side, Talakai's still playing pretty good. Mate, he's no a, one's he's taking that centre stop off off him. A revolution in the centres. He's he's very good there. Very good, and he's yeah. silky. Yeah, hands are a ball. He's. It's just so funny. He's legitimately, I reckon he runs the hundred in about twenty-five seconds. But he's <laughs> un—he's unstoppable. Yeah, <laughs> like it's—he's funny to watch because he's just a big steamroller. Yeah, big he's slow steamroller. Yeah. Um, Gilly, there yeah, was a, there was something in the game that you wanted to bring up uh, regarding Fleece Kafusi. Um, that we oh, spoke mate, about. I, no, no, I was just saying that, mate. I, I thought Felice Kafusi, mate. We talked about Bailey Siren and I, like, oh, a few of us were talking about who was getting points in this one. This was one of the contentious ones, mate. I think Felice Kafusi does, and that, this is why he's an Australian second rower, is because he does a lot of stuff that doesn't is unheralded. And I think he had a really good game, like Robbie's tackles were. Like his, cru- like his crusher tackle on Ronaldo. I don't even think that was a crusher. I don't even think that. There was nothing in that crusher tackle. <laughs> I agree. I just want to stir you, but I, I actually yeah. agree. I didn't think it was as bad as what I, it initially was made out like, That's why I don't like that bloke, Ronaldo. He puts his head, his hand straight in his head. Oh, that would have hurt. It's just he not. He gets a penalty. Oh, you're a penalty. such Pops a... straight back up, mate. Pops straight back up. No, I don't uh, like him. Here we go. He's you don't like, like him, eh? You're such a Ronaldo Mortala hater. Nah, I'm not I'm not a big fan. Sue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. I'm gonna keep sending. Like, every time he scores, I'll just send you the Sue meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate. Um, yeah. Look, like I said, Kafu, mate. I, I just think Kafusi is an unheralded forward in that team. And and the thing is, when we give points for Melbourne, it's hard not to give it to 
Munster, Green, Hughes, Pappenhausen. Mate, they've got a whole forward pack that's going forward and they're running behind that forward pack. I just think we've got to, uh, just the three of us, we've got to recognise that there are forwards in that team that are, that are, that are, that are, that are seriously playing well. And that's I like why it. those guys get time. I like it. And, and, and Ronaldo scored two tries and ran for 210 metres. But that's, you know, yeah, don't worry yeah. about that, Clarky. Hey, yeah, I yeah. said Harry Grant. You're like, we need to think of the forwards. And Harry Grant's a forward. Yeah, but he's <laughs> a fine half. He's not, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about blokes who roll their sleeves up and do hit-ups. You know, I've I've heralded our three two ones for two for the year and, you know, whatever this is, year and four months we've been doing the podcast for. Yeah. We pick players that the NRL, the real Dally M's don't pick because of yeah. that reason. Yeah. So don't come preaching to me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, boys, there's not much more to say about that one. The Storm are flying high in form. That's why I picked them as my premiers for 2022. But it is early days still. It was only round six. But anyway, Guilty, the Akasha MVP 321s for the Storm Sharks. So Cam Munster 3, Talakai 2, and Harry Grant 1. Harry Grant 1. <laughs> Boys, game six, the Sydney Roosters defeat the New Zealand Warriors 22 to 14. The Roosters end the Warriors three-game win streak in a close yet dull match at the SCG. Clarky, start with you. What did you think of this one? Yeah, like you said, dull. Um yeah. It's probably Joseph Sawali's most impactful game. I was surprised to see him there because who did who did he come who did he come in for? Um, because Kevin Nagama moved into the centres. Who was on the who was? No, they uh, had um. What, what's the centre who went from Penrith? Oh, Momorowski. Momorowski. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was probably most his his most impactful game. Um, yeah. I don't think there's really much else. <laughs> I haven't got much for you, mate. There's not, was... There isn't much. There isn't much. Really, I Sam Barrels. Reece... Sorry, you go. You go. No, I thought Reese Walsh was he. He kept him in that game. He was. I think he was the Warriors. He was the Warriors standout. Apart, like him and him off the back of Adam Fanua Blake. That bloke's just a freak. He's a gun. Um, I thought I thought Walsh was robbed to try by the bunker. I don't know what you guys think. No, but I don't think you got it down. The one where uh, Fletcher Baker, where... the one where Fletcher Baker yeah. stripped the ball off Jesse Arthur's. Nah, is that didn't, wasn't Fletcher Baker in the actual tackle mm-hmm. with Reece so, Walsh? No, no, 50, so, it was a fifty-fifty. In which way did the decision go? It went to yeah. the Roosters. Mm. Mate, I didn't mm. even think it was fifty. I was happy with that. I didn't have a drive. Mate, Fletcher, this is what I thought. Guilty. Fletcher Baker stripped it. Ball's live. Reece Walsh put it down, and they said that. Uh, I, Jesse Arthur's knocked it on. But I anyway, I, I think when you got your hand on the ball, it doesn't make it. I look, that's just my opinion. I think you got the hand on the ball doesn't make it an automatic strip. As mm-hmm. Reese Walsh is trying to move the ball out from underneath him to put it on the ground, and it comes out, and they go, "Well, you can't say Fletcher Baker Bake stripped it." Hey, fifty-fifty. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a drama with it. I thought, like you guys both said, uh, this is another. The Roosters were boring last week, and they were boring this week. Um, I'll tell you who's really boring. Boring Teddy. Teddy's boring. Yeah. Hey, he's not playing well. He's not playing like a superstar. <laughs> Clark is love. He's not. He's, he's not. not. 
he's not. He yeah. really isn't. Yeah, he's um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is. Mate, I'll tell you what. I think I think what it time. is. That, no, I think that he's been told he's not the ball player, and they don't want him touching the ball every five seconds like he did last year. He just hogged it the whole last year. Because <laughs> it was touch footy last year. What they're trying to do is they're trying. He did to, hog it last give, year. They're trying to give Sam Walker and Kiri more touches to get better with each other. Hmm. Because they're the halves. They're the yeah. ones who are meant to be distributing the ball. And they're pretty much saying to Desco, you're not a, you're not you're not you're not to ball play. But he used to back up. He used to be backing up everything and he's just not doing that this year. I don't know why. Mate, when Tedesco Tedesco did that for New South Wales and stuffed up their attack. So it's obviously a you know, a bad habit of his. So it's good that yeah. they allow the halves to control. But look, I thought it was good. Sam Verrills came back for this game. He's been out for a long time with a broken thumb, so and injury in general. So it was good to see him back. Um, like you said before, Gildy, Mitch Barnett, Simon New Zealand today on a three-year deal. We didn't speak about who he'd signed with other than Dylan Walker. So Maratane Kore, as well as Metcalf. Luke Met- and Luke Metcalf are going there. And mate, they're they're, mate, they're, they're actually playing pretty decent footy right now. They're not playing great. They're not playing shit either. And next year, they're just going to be better. If they keep Reese Walsh as well. They're not getting smacked. Yeah, they're doing well. They're doing they're doing a lot better than what I thought they were at, at a point. You know, I thought, mm, they're not going to go they well. Also, uh, they also didn't have uh, Lodge. And, you know, he helps, man. He's a big body and he goes yeah. forward. It's yeah. a, look, the way the Warriors play, personally to me, is a boring style of footy. They just, the big boppers just keep going for when it's not Lodge or Aiden Fanua Blake, it's Bunty Afoa. And they've got two other blokes who are exactly the same shape and they just keep moving forward. And that's why they're never going to be out of the game. It's just whether the backs capitalise on that, on that, on that forward, forward movement. It's probably better they play that style of footy other than. Like, uh, sorry, in comparison to, warrior. yeah, globetrotter footy. Um, yeah. Not what you want to see. Mate, it's safe footy. It's safe footy. Yeah. But look, boys, the last thing I'll say, uh, some off-field news for the Warriors. Uh, as we spoke about last week, Marcelo Montoya uh, was referred directly to, to the judiciary for a homophobic slur. Well, he's copped a four-week ban for that, and it started started yeah well we both said it didn't we four weeks yeah. look fair unfair what do you think mate is this the way the times are that's just the way it is yep i'm with that it's it's harsh i don't you know whether it's, it's, it's yeah it's on the it's on the harsher side it's definitely not soft but we well, we all called it we all called it i wonder if uh it would have been that many weeks if it was a star or it might have been more. I don't know. Mate, I, 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 I think it might have been. I think it might have been more. If that was Cameron, yeah. I reckon if that was Cameron Munster, they would have whacked him hard. You know, I'll Cameron tell you something Munster. now, but I'll tell you something right now. If that didn't get picked up on the referee's mic, it's not being. It's not. He's not being suspended. No, of course not. But course that, not. that's just the way it is. Yeah. And now, everyone's gonna, my friend, everyone's going to be careful. Everyone's going to be careful. But anyway, guilty. The Akasha MVP 3-2-1s for the Roosters-Warriors game. I, I'm super critical of Sam Walker, but he was the best player on the field in this game. Um, he scored a really good individual try. He's strong in attack. Uh, he got three. Aiden Fanua-Blake got two, and Reese Walsh won. 
Boys, game seven, the St. George Illawarra Dragons defeat the Newcastle Knights 21 to 16. The Dragons end their four-game losing streak with a victory over the flash in the pan Newcastle Knights. Guilty, I think your threat to not pick a team for five weeks if they don't win seems to work. <laughs> it's happened twice now. So you did it with Manly against the Bulldogs. Now you've done it with the Dragons over the Knights, and they've won each time. I so the dra- I picked the Dragons. I picked the Dragons. But yeah, yeah, but you said if they lose, you're not going to pick them for five weeks. Just no, like you I said wouldn't. with Manly against the Dogs. So I'm going to start with you. What did you think of this game? Um, look, I thought that um, I didn't think it was a bad game to watch. Um, I might be on my own here, but I, I think that the Dragons looked like the better team the whole game. Now, at the, I don't know, halfway through the second half when Bradman Breast had a little bit of brilliance um, and then uh, Ponga scored that uh, that try off that, that sort of brought them back to even. But I still just felt that the Dragons were the better side. Um I think if um, Lomax hits any of his goals, it just pushes the score a lot further away than it where it should have been compared to where it was. No, look, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. It was, it wasn't like dominating. The, they weren't like dominating the Knights, but they were I'm in more control. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And look, it, it helps. Um, uh, you know, a few returns for both teams in this regard, anyway. For the Dragons, they had Josh McGuire come back from his lengthy ban. Uh, they also had Tyrell Fulmono, but he played reserve grade. Just on him. I thought he played great, McGuire. Yeah. Did you yeah, see the break he made? Yeah. Yep. But yes. But, yeah. but, I did see it. <laughs> I saw it. I did see. I saw that tackle break. <laughs> uh, for the Knights, Clemmer came back from his knee injury. Uh, Edric Lee. Also a big return for him uh, being out of the game for 18 months due to injury. I um, played great too. Yeah, I thought did so. You see, I don't know if you noticed. What do you think, Clarky? <laughs> yes, I, I also say, think he played well. Did you see him pop up? He, he wasn't just playing a traditional wingers um, game. He was popping up on the right-hand side as well. He played I thought, confidently. I, 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 yeah, he didn't look like someone who'd been out of the game for 18 months. Yeah, no, he's he playing confidently. Not, yeah. Look, you spoke about Lomax before, so we'll, we'll, we'll speak about him because his um, moment in the game was highly scrutinised by the media. So I want to get <laughs> your take on it first, Guilty. Um, wait, 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 hold on. Wait one second. Hold the, hold the, Could hold that build horse. build it up, Gilby. Hold that horse, Nicholas. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so the Dragon score to go ahead of the Knights. And Frizzell made a, made an error, and that led to the dragon scoring. Frizzell kicks the ball away out of frustration. Now we all know that Tyson Frizzell used to play for the Dragons, uh, and he's kicked the ball away out of frustration. And Zach Lomax has jumped on his back after, like, in a cheering, you know, sort of environment for the Dragons, and he's jumped on Tyson Frizzell's back, and Tyson Frizzell ragdolls him, and then a little push and shove occurs. So. Guilty, your take on that? Yeah, it was barely a push and shove. Uh, Lomax went down like a little bitch. And um, Tyson Frizzell landed on top of him. And I'm sure there was a few choice words spoken. And um, I'm sure that Lomax had his eyes closed the whole time because he's he looked like he was shocked when it happened. And he did he 
he had nothing. You know, they, someone in the media said something about he read the room wrong. I just think that he thinks he's a bit of a funny man and he thought it'd be funny just like Crichton did for the Panthers mm-hmm. and he got made to look like a fool, which was perfect. Do you think, do you think, uh, do you think it was warranted? Guilty. Obvious answer here, but do you think it was warranted that he got? Are you serious? He got, he got what he deserved. Yeah. I'm asking the question. And not only no. that, is he, he, he's he I think podcast, he, was, Mick. he was super <laughs> embarrassed. He was super embarrassed about it afterwards and he just didn't know what else to do except for miss, miss, miss goals. <laughs> run that salt in, eh? Hey, my favourite part, favorite part of the whole thing was when fucking Clemmer gave him a gob. Yeah. That, that was, was the best part of the whole thing. But you know what? Even in that, he tried to pull away. Clemmer grabbed him and said, no, no, no. You're going to listen to what I got to say. No, no, yeah. It was like, I'm not finished, young man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen here, Zachary Lomax. Like, I, I think it would have been, I don't know. Tyson Frizzell to me looks like the nicest, most professional club first person there is. He's not a dirty player. No. And to, like, I don't know, maybe could have, maybe could have excused it if it was towards like Brody Jones, who Zach Lomax has never played with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jacob Saifidi. But the fact that you do it to Tyson Frizzell, who was all but... He's an international. All but the captain there while he was... He played... He's played like almost 200 games for the club. Like, I just found it, I just found it really disrespectful to someone who probably, I don't know, he would have he played his debut match with. I don't know. I just found it found, found it quite bizarre. Mate, I, I honestly think when when the struggle was happening, I reckon a few of the Dragons players didn't know what to do. Mm. They were, yeah, oh, no, you're probably well, right. What do, we, what do we do? Because we can't grab him because he. He's really done nothing wrong. He's protecting himself. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Mate, he got charged with contrary conduct as well. So he got fined for that. Who's that, Frizzell? No, no. Lomax. Yeah. And fine. He should have. He's an idiot. Fair enough. Boys, I thought there was a, a, a moment in the game. Uh, it's not, it, it, Actually, it could have been the end of the world. And Dragon supporters will kick rocks about this because they'll be like, oh, you just picked this moment. But it is a telling moment. The Dragons get a field goal. There's two minutes to go. 17-16. And uh, they, the Knights go for a short kickoff. And um, the Dragons are offside. And the referee completely misses it. Completely misses it. And yeah. all the commentators are blowing up. And they go, mate, he's offside. Like He's in front of the play that touched it. He's offside. He's offside. He's offside. Nothing called. Anyway, they didn't call it. It's a big mistake from the referees, from the touch judge at that. Is what it is. And then the Dragons end up winning the game anyway. And they scored another try as a result of that. Now, if it was a penalty, there's a penalty kick from the corner on the 40. So it's on the 40 on the sideline, sorry. So it's a rough kick. But anyway, there's a chance for the Knights. They had two minutes to go. Could have gotten a field goal. We don't know. Could have changed the game. Anyway, game was close. And that could have been a moment. But it wasn't meant to be, Newcastle fans. Boys, um, Kalen Ponga. I am not a Knights fan, uh, so I don't care about what happens to their club as a Bulldog supporter, but we are running a rugby league podcast and Caelan Ponga's drawn-out contract process for mine, if I was a Knights supporter, I'd be really pissed off. 
everything's I, been played I, out in the media and it's like he's using the media to to and and the dolphins to heighten his contract amount he wants 1.2 from the knights i just don't think he's that good i just don't think he's one one million dollar worthy i think he's a very good player but he's not he's not he's just not what they say he is he's He's not in the same class as those top couple of players. He's not Latrell Mitchell. He's not Trebojevic. He's not Munster. He's not Cleary. And he wants he wants better money than those guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think I don't, yeah. I don't even think the money's. If, if I was a Newcastle fan, it, do, it doesn't bother me what he's asking. Whether whether he's an eight hundred thousand dollar player and he's asking for seven hundred thousand dollar, the way he fucking carries on drives me utterly insane. He, man, he signs a five-year contract, and it feels like two weeks later they're talking about, oh, he's like, oh, I've got, I've got a closing the contract to go to the All Blacks. I'm going to go to the All Blacks. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you've just signed a five-year contract, and you've been made the club captain. Well, like, Cups just 2023. My it's, it's just constant talk about his contract, and he, he sits in the. Sits in the press conference. He's the club captain. He sits in the press conference, and Adam O'Brien gets the shits with the media. And um, Kalen Ponga doesn't even come out and dismiss the story. Really, I find he just like no, let me gone. let me play let me let it play out. I'm I'm just trying to do what it's like. Mate, what's mate, the, if, 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 what's like I said, dad, he's that's his player manager. But I think he's not he's not a, he's not a registered player manager. So how does that work? And he's also working for the Knights. Mm. So how does that work? Right. If I if I was, like I said, I don't care if he was. If they were looking to pay him unders, if he was, if he was a one point two million dollar player and he was getting paid one million dollars, say like a Nathan Cleary esque thing, I still wouldn't. I'd still just go let let's just get rid of him. Like sick of the talk. He doesn't. He doesn't you respect do the club enough. enough. He doesn't respect the club enough. He doesn't respect the fans enough. He doesn't respect his team enough. He just constantly wants to talk about leaving. Fuck off then. You know, you know what? I would, because it's come out in the media that they've withdrawn the contract, but then it's also come out that that's not the case, blah, blah, blah. Mate, they should withdraw it and they should say to Munster, we'll give you 1.5, 1.4, 1.5. Yeah. Would be, would be giving him 1.4, 100%. Yeah. And he's worth it. 100% he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, look, we've, we've, there's another off field thing I want to bring up. Um, no disrespect to the Dragons Knights game. There's just not much to talk about, really. Dragons won, Knights didn't. <laughs> That's basically it. Dragons did well to break their full game win streak. Let's see if they can keep it up. But look, I've got one for you. I've got one for you. Yeah, he's yeah. looking better. He's getting better. He's he's getting better every week for the Dragons, which is good. And you want him to maintain that form because he's he is playing, wishy-washy sometimes. He's playing to what I think people thought he was going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, at good. one point he was the highest paid player who's never played rugby league. Yeah, mm. that's right. It was too. Mate, um, he's playing like Talakai. A bit more agile. Yeah. A little bit quicker. Yeah. A little bit quicker? Yeah. Maybe eight years, a little bit quicker. Not as good, though. But still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Gildy, you said you had something else to say about that game before I bring something yeah. up? Um, Broden and Best. So we're talking about centres. Well, I've been talking about centres a bit lately. Who's the who's the form centre? Who's the form centre? Who's who's playing Origin? 
Just say, oh. just say Latrell doesn't play. Let's say um, Trebojevic doesn't play. Who's who's playing Origin in the centers? Stags, oh. and and you said if Trebojevic is out as well. Yeah, oh, they're um, both out. You know what? I, I, you know who I wouldn't pick? I wouldn't be picking Stephen Crichton. Campbell well. Graham. Campbell I, Graham has to be there. Surely. I'm picking Campbell Graham. Mate, so far, I'm picking Campbell Graham and Tony Staggs. Yeah, Nick. But if, if Bradman Best... Look, look, Lomax was in the conversation until last week. It was horrible. Bradman Best owned him. Mm. If Bradman Best continues to play like he did in this game... He's going to ask some questions as well. That's fair. He's pretty low on the poll, Nick. I will bring that up. I will bring it up. But uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up, uh, the Newcastle Knights have tentatively signed Anthony Milford. So his court case, for those who don't know, was thrown out. He pled to a malicious damage instead of the, 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 the assaults got thrown out. Um, But the earliest date he can return is round 11. So that date, for those that don't know as well, um, it marks the round that players signed after round one or are outside the top 30 can play NRL footy. So that's when they can pick their reserve grade players and XYZ players. Um, but for Milford... Who's going to play? Um, good question. Because Andrew John's been, um, been going on about Clune. I don't know he was injured for this game. And um, you've got Clifford, who I think Clifford's their best half. And they got a thousand bloody um, utilities in the Knights. Phoenix so. Crossland, I, I don't mm. think he's he's a good utility. Mm. Um, but yeah, where do you put him? I don't know. But they've horrible. signed. They're, they're, they're signing him. So Milford's a horrible defender. Yeah. So here he goes. It's good to sign him now. It's good to sign him now because. Um, uh, he can get some. He can get four weeks training in. So, fair enough. Yeah, but guilty. Run us through our three two ones for the Dragons Knights game, mate. Three two ones. We didn't talk about him, but Ben Hunt controlled this game. He he had a, his hand on the ball in more of the plays than not. Um, didn't make too many errors. Moses Suley gets two, and I was critical of Ponga. Ponga played well. He just wasn't the best player on the field by any stretch of the imagination. He's uh, he gets one. Boys, game eight, the final game of the Easter weekend round. The West's Tigers defeat the Parramatta Eels 21 to 20, Nick. On last week's episode, I predicted this match to be the NRL's first 50-point drubbing of the season in favour of Parramatta. But the Eels were error-riddled and very impatient uh, that partnered with an energetic and desperate Tigers team gave the West's Tigers their first victory for the season in front of a sold-out Combank Stadium. Guilty. A boil over here, mate. Take it away. This is yours. Okay. Um, I want to preface this by saying that the, the Tigers were the better team and they won and they wanted it more. And that's that's pretty much what happened. I went to the game. I was in the a box. Hey, I'm, the box. I'm driving to the, I was driving to the game and all I saw was Parramatta supporters everywhere. I was feeling pretty good. My brother had sort of put the kibosh on it. He said something on the lines of, I've just got this funny feeling that the Tigers are going to do something special. Um, 
I didn't think we'd lose, but I thought that it'd be clo- closer than you guys. I, I said eighteen six or something like that. You did, yeah. Um, look, uh, when I was watching the game, um, the, the bunch of guys I was I was watching, we were discussing it, and I'll tell you what, Jackson Hastings is excellent. Jack Jackson Hastings is the way he the way he manages the rest of the team. So he's not even what he, a lot of the time he's not watching what happens during the play because he's marshalling for the next play. Yeah. Mate, he, he is excellent. And what he did was he gave Luke Brooks space and time and Luke Brooks looked pretty good too. I've got to admit, you know, yep. um, and Wait, did you see, sorry to, cut you, sorry to cut you for a sec. Did you see Hastings? Firstly, like you said, in game, he's pointing at players, you're offside, you're offside. Then he'll like skip away. He's just doing smart in-game things. But I liked what he did with Luke Brooks post-match. He's getting interviewed. Yeah. Jackson Hastings is just look, Jackson Hastings is very you could tell he's matured since his last stint in the NRL. Going a bit too far some of the things he's saying, like but he's doing look, it because know, of Brooks copying the shit he copped in the media. He's backing his yeah, teammate. Everyone knows he wasn't the man of the match. Man of the match, no. Luke Brooks. That's what you're he, talking about, right? He's doing it, yeah, he's doing it to take the take it off him and give Brooks a bit of a, you know, shining moment because he's just been shit on for the last six weeks. And so he should be though. He's only a million bucks almost. Yeah. They've lost every game and he hasn't done anything until this game. That's fair. Look, 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 um, back, back to Hastings, mate. I, I just think he is, he is the kind of player that's going to make their team at least, at least um, com- compete. Let me just say, let me just say as well, the bloody that Tigers team was not the same Tigers team that showed up for the at the Sharks game. No way. They have a week off. I said it the week before. They have a week off and then they then they show up, and then they have a week off and then they show up. Like Jake Jake Simpkin helped Jackson Hastings as well. He looked he was crisp out of dummy half. Yeah, he was. Mate, people don't realize he's an Australian schoolboy. He's he's he, he was considered. Mate, he's the reason Jacob Liddell's who's fit isn't getting a start. You know mm. what I mean? So, mate, guilty the all the naysayers. You know, in our crystal ball predictions episode, yeah, there were all these naysayers DMing us what the the people we work with or our mates, the Tiger supporters that we saw. They're like, oh, you're talking up Jackson Hastings, and we like oh. me personally. I'm like, mate, he's gonna be good. He's gonna be a good player. I don't know why people are mate. talking shit about the guy. He was, he, fi- he was good when he left. Mate, he but, he fi- when he left. but he finally got the keys to the Tigers side, and look what he's done. Yeah, he said look, it already. Um, look, on the Eels, uh, mate, I'm pretty sure that Eels won every single – again, the Tigers won it more, the Tigers were the better side. Let me preface that. The Eels won every single stat except for the scoreboard. Um, they had more line breaks. I mean, look, they couldn't have – stuffed more tries they weren't you said at the start they weren't patient no. mate look one excuse i guess is that our backs i mean we've got near, look not that near core is not a bad back he's a center but we've got penicini playing on the wing um look they, they just don't look um they're out of sync so by the time we get to a backline move we don't look crisp at all um in saying that our tries should come through the middle um I'm a little bit. I was talking to another group of guys. I'm a, I'm a little bit jaded about Brad Arthur again. Um, <laughs> the reason being is he picked Mitch Rain and I can't remember what the winger's name is. 
So me training a wing up on the bench. Yeah, Hayes Perham. Look, you don't you you run with three forwards in today's game, and the forwards that were on the field at the end of the game were out. Well, they were out on their feet. They needed another forward out there, and there just wasn't another one there. And there was a few injuries that came up. Mate, before the end of the game, where Mitchell Moses set up to take his kick, he was actually directing another forward to take another hit up. And there was no one there to take it. So Reed Marnie panicked, not panicked, but there was no one else to go to. So he threw it to Mitchell Moses. And that's why Mitchell Moses took that kick. So Junior Paulo was out too. You got to remember. Yeah, Junior Paulo was out. I know. But I mean, look, I'm sure that you took what's his name, the big prop from the Tigers. He was out too. So that's not the reason they lost. They didn't lose because Junior Paulo wasn't there. They lost because they. They just they, – they didn't want to build pressure. They wanted to score off every set. They were throwing these, like – you know, there's sometimes where you just don't throw the pass, and they were throwing to the, the ball to these guys in high-pressure situations where it's 50-50, he's going to drop the ball. Don't throw – you don't have to throw it. You know what? You can get caught in the five-meter line, even if you don't kick. At least you're building pressure and you're making them start from the five-meter line. I'm telling they you, just made a lot of mistakes. I'm telling you, they, they were playing a lot of that game individually. And I think it was because they're like, we can put 50 on the Tigers. I, I, I feel that – I don't think they took them lightly. I just think that like, – para hopeless, absolutely hopeless when it's a big it's – a, it's, a, it's an event. So it was our – it was the big event at, <laughs> at our stadium. Years. 75 years of the Eels being in there and para just played like it didn't matter. So anyway, That's mate, the, the better take. team won, like I said. Ryan. I don't think it's – that's the take. That's the Nick Hill take. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's alarm bells. To be fair, like that's far yeah. from. That's far from your full strength team. Um, yeah, no, that's, uh, I'm, I'm, look, it was twenty one twenty. Look, I think everyone just expected Para to smack them. That's and all. I, I think, but I do disagree in terms. I, I think they took the Tigers lightly. I think they yeah, probably. I think they. I think they rocked up expecting to put 50 on them to be yeah, fair. I think so too. And um and good good on the Tigers mate. Star Starford Toa looked like a fucking weld beater oh, in the centers. They need to like even my father-in-law. So who who is <laughs> this guy? Like he would that went through it like it was only a short period of time. There was like a period of 15 20 minutes where everything he touched he was making line breaks and tackle breaks. Um they need to probably persist with that a little bit more. Um but yeah, uh, Jake Simpkin and Jackson Hastings. That's that's your hooker halfback moving forward. And um, yeah, I, I think we'll get to it when we get to the points. But Alex Twal was he was enormous coming off the bench. What um, he deserves to be starting in that team. But I thought there were <clears throat> I thought there were alarm bells early on in the game when I think it might have even been in the first set when Joe off and Gowie had his hands all over the ball and gave away a real cheap penalty. I'm like, here we go. This is, this is vintage Tigers. They'll, they're already, they're already looking for excuses. And to their credit, they, they got themselves out of it and went on to win the game. And I, I nearly I, thought they, they lost the game at the end with those two awful decisions to grubber it. And they went out dead twice. They went out the back. <sighs> You know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, oh, Paramount's going to win here. And then, obviously, look, Mitch Moses just misses the field goal. He could have gone either way. I thought Paramount were going to win it for the entire 80 minutes. <laughs> yeah, James Roberts played well. Yeah, yeah, he did. The Jet. 
Mate, look, mate, look. <laughs> you know what? And, and in saying that, I sort of uh, made an excuse there where, where, where uh, Parramatta went for the kick and they didn't get that four running the, the next the next uh, run for Mitchell Moses to set up better. But, mate, up the other end, like, the Tigers could have won it earlier as well. They they missed a few opportunities. And, and they just, you know, they're just learning as halves and yeah. as a hooker. Simpkins came off, so Brooks went to hooker. You know, look, so... The the Tigers, if the Tigers had lost, you could easily say that Parra didn't beat them. The Tigers lost. I thought the Tigers played great. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Very good. We'll leave it at that, Nick. Leave it at that for that game. The Akasha MVP 3-2-1s for the Tigers-Eels match. Jackson Hastings 3, and he played phenomenally. Uh, Alex Twoll, he's coming off the bench again this week. I don't know why he... He just kept running the ball up, and uh, Luciano looks dangerous every time he, every time he gets the ball in his hand. I can't believe they're letting him go. Anyway, hey man, <laughs> you say, say every week, Nick. <laughs> yeah. He gets points every week. They try to get Kelma to a lungy to backflip, and apparently he's not. So it's a bit of a shame for him. It's but same with Cowboys. Cowboys are like, oh, we want him a want him a year early. It's like, no, no, he's our best player. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, look. I'm a little bit annoyed that the Tigers won. Good on them, but um, the Bulldogs are now last as a result. That's the only reason why I'm annoyed. But anyway, good on the Tigers, eh? Boys, rapid-fire tips for round seven, starting with Clarky as usual. Back to the usual proceedings. Last week it was Nick, and he um denied too much Clarky. Never make that mistake <laughs> ever again. <laughs> Guilty. Woo! Um, game one. God. The Sharks versus the Seagulls at Cronulla. All right. I'm going to go. Man. I'm going to go against Manly again. I have to. The Sharks. Yeah, Sharks. Sharks for me as well. Game two, the Broncos versus the Bulldogs at Brisbane. That'll be a, that should be a really good game. Oh, the last one was good. Right. It was at ANZ. Usually it's a shit game at ANZ. Well, not ANZ. What's it called now? A core stadium in Homebush. Yeah, shit, I don't mean to be like Gildy, but I am going to um an R over this. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the dogs. Ooh, um, I'm going Broncos. I just think that Payne House is back. Anyway. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Broncos as well. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. It's weird. Why is it weird? Hey, Reynolds <laughs> is playing great. It's rapid fire tips there. Go. Okay. I just have to cough. Um, <laughs> game three, the, the Cowboys versus the Titans at Townsville. All right. I don't mean to steal Gildy's line, but if the Titans, I'm picking the Titans. If they lose this game, I'm not picking them for five weeks. Oh, Clark, he's on. <laughs> I've noted it. It's on the notes. Gildy, who you got? Yeah, I've got the Titans. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make that one yet. <laughs> but I have picked them a lot lately. They deserve it. They deserve it. Yeah, I'm uh, picking Titans, boys. I'm in my eight. I'm picking them. I'm going strong. Game four: the Tigers versus the Rabbitohs at Parramatta. Clarky, you love this game. Last year you loved it. This year's even better. Mate, whoever's going better loses this game. Um, you can't. You gonna, gonna go it? with the. I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the rabbits because there's Ooh. no way. There's no way the tigers can back that up. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> there's no way. There's Guilty. no way. Yeah, I'm gonna go south, but I'm gonna be close. 
I'm going to pick South. And they're going to smash them. Bing, bong, bong. <laughs> uh, game five, the Knights versus the Eels at Newcastle. Oh. Big bounce back from power. Guilty? Yeah, Paulo's playing power. Parramatta. And they will have a big bounce back. I'm with you, Clarky. Game six, the Panthers versus the Raiders at Penrith. Another Penrith game. Mate, the way the Raiders have been going, Sunday afternoon footy at Blue Bet Stadium, Panthers will book 50 on the Raiders. They're going that bad, the Raiders. Oh, there's your first 50-point game. Clarkie, is that the first one? I think so. Oops. They're going dreadful, the Raiders. Guilty? Yeah, I'm going, I'll go the Panthers, but I, I think it'll be close. Oh, fair enough. I think Panthers will win comprehensively. Not 50, but. Uh, game seven, the Dragons versus the Roosters at the SCG for the annual Anzac Day match. Dragons. Anzac Day clash. It's a flip of a coin. I'm going to go with the Dragons. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad, just only because I don't think the Roosters have been playing that good. That's all. They haven't. I they haven't. Um, well, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the Roosters only because... They're starting Angus Crichton finally. Mm, I don't know what they're doing with him on the bench. I'm picking the Roosters as well, but I think that game will be super close off the basis of how they're both playing. Uh, and the final game of the week, the Storm versus the Warriors at Melbourne for the annual Anzac night game. Yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, I'm going Melbourne, but I just think the Warriors are going to – it's going to be close. The Warriors are good against Melbourne. Yeah, they usually are. I'm picking the Storm too. But yeah, have the worries do them in because Wait, the Gildy, you like Melbourne, don't you? Guilty, you you like Melbourne, don't you? As a city, <laughs> I don't even like it as a city. Oh, fair uh, enough. Fair enough. Okay, no. okay. Guilty, Clarkie has stepped so, out, so we will check in around the grounds again. We're the pair. We're the two Clarkie dogs at every time we do this. But anyway. We'll do it ourselves. So, around the grounds, a segment for all non-NRL-related rugby league coverage. Guilty. The NRLW is finished. The next, um, the next time we'll see the women's play will be June 24th for the Women's State of Origin standalone match. And then the NRLW season 2.0 or season 2022 will be in August. That will conclude in October. And then the Women's World Cup is in England alongside the wheelchair and men's competitions in England. But, mate, just out of curiosity, who normally wins the state of origin? Uh, the last one was won by Queensland. And I think it's two, they've played four and it's two all. Okay, good. Yeah. So it's pretty even at the moment. Yeah, it was, I think Queensland won the first one. There was New South Wales, New South Wales, and then Queensland. And I think, yeah, this this year's one is in, oh, mate, I think it's in um, uh, New South Wales again. So, no, it's in Canberra. Sorry, it's in Canberra. That's where it is. That's Apologies. Right. But, yeah, neutral ground for game, for the fifth edition. But, anyway, guilty. The Super League Easter weekend was this weekend. Rivalry round, they called it. So it was round eight for them. 
Funnily enough, uh, round nine was four days after and round 10 will be four days after that. So they're having big blow-ups about the short turnarounds. And apparently this is the last year of that. I think because of the condensed calendar, because of the World Cup and stuff and the Challenge Cup, they had to fit it in. But they're blowing up about this. But anyway, we're only going to cover round eight. Next week, we will cover round nine and 10. So game one for round eight, the Castleford Tigers defeat the Wakefield Trinity side 34 to four putting an end to wakefield's three-game win streak game two the huddersfield giants draw with the Leeds rhinos 20 all uh mate the golden point rule is in england and Leeds were winning 20 to 10 and then the huddersfield giants scored two tries in the final two minutes to equalize so 78th minute they scored and then they scored an 80th minute missed the kick Went to Golden Point. No one scored a point. 20 all. Very crazy. Crazy stuff. Uh, it notched uh, England prop forward Chris Hill's 500th game as well. So that's two in two weeks. Last week was James Roby from St. Helens. And yeah. Leeds are now one from eight games. Mate, James Roby's a hooker. Chris Hill's a prop. 500 games, eight guilty. Yeah. Yeah. I remember at one point Chris Hill was going to come over to Australia as well. Yeah. Mate, they're still... They're still um, he didn't make the England squad last year, and he hasn't he's made old. he hasn't made yeah, but he hasn't made the tentative squad this year either. But mate, he's killing it for Huddersfield, and they're flying high. Yeah. They're doing well. He's a big man. Yeah, he's massive. Uh, game three, the Warrington Wolves defeat the Southford Red Devils thirty-two to eighteen, with the Wolves breaking their five-game losing streak. So it's good to see them back in the winning circle. Game four, the Catalans Dragons defeat Toulouse Olympic eighteen to ten. Guilty. Very they momentous get, occasion. Mate, they're, they're always close to Luz. Always close. Yeah. And every... Man, it's, it's a shame, but this game was special. It was the first ever French derby in the Super League uh, on the big stage. Very momentous occasion for French rugby league in general. Uh, Perpignan was the venue uh, near sold-out stadium. So they had 9,000 fans there. Very vocal. Uh, soccer-like atmosphere, all the trumpets, like the Vuvuzelas from the 2010 FIFA World Cup. Um, but, mate, I hope to survive relegation because, like you said, they're even though they're one from eight and coming last, they're not getting pumped like Lee Centurions were yeah. last year. I keep bringing it up every week, but they're doing well. Doing and they'll get well. better each year because they'll get better players. Yeah, they will. But, you know, it's only good for, you know, French Rugby League, if they maintain this rivalry. Um, moving on to game five, Guilty in the Hull Derby. Hull Kingston Rovers defeated your Hull FC club 16-4. to uh, Is in front of a rambunctious and sold-out Hull crowd. Mate, it was awesome at Craven Park. I love this game. I watched the full match. Uh, they're just on another level, the crowds. And you, you talk to Australian ex-Australian or NRL players that are playing over there, and they say it's incomparable, the level, the, the noise level of the crowds from England to Australia. But, yeah, unlucky, unlucky they're giving Mate, I'll tell you what, just on saying that, there were 30,000 people at, at Bank West, and that's a great stadium. That's Mate, the first time I've been. 30,000 at Bank West compared to 30,000 at... Homebush is so much better because one, it's full and the vocal and it like, you know, it's just more compact. Everyone's on top of each other. Bankwest oh, is awesome. Did, 
Bankwest, you just feel like you're on top. You're just looking down. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And that's why it's great that they're going to make these boutique stadiums at Campbelltown, Manly, Leichhardt. Uh, yeah, Shark should. Park, Penrith, they're doing they're doing they, a great they just job. Make there. them the same, make them the same inside. Like obviously, do what you want to do with the external part of it, but mate, I I cannot say how good to watch the game was. Obviously, my team lost, but it was just a great. You could just see you could see them off ball organizing every. It was just great. I'm with you, mate. You can sit anywhere in that stadium. It's great, yep. mate. And uh, the final game, St Helens defeat the Wigan Warriors twenty two to four. Another sold out match for the week and another sold-out match for St. Helens in general with the three-time Premiers winning yet another game, making their season seven from eight. For Wigan, some good news. Jai Field re-signed for two years with their club, putting an end to speculation that he was returning to the NRL. He's going very well over in England. He's had a breakout year. Where would he go? He's the perfect type of player to play in England Yeah, because I just don't see a spot for him in the NRL. Yeah, he's killing it over there. I'm with you. I'm with you, but... But it's mate, something little, that's the only thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But mate, um, something that we brushed over last week, uh, that's been updated for this week, which is which is good. Uh last week, uh, the Challenge Cup was played, the quarterfinals, that's the knockout competition in the UK. Uh quarterfinal one, Hull Kingston Rovers defeated the Castlefield Tigers 34 to 10. Quarter two, St. Helens defeated the Catalans Dragons 36 to 20. Quarterfinal three, Huddersfield Giants defeat Hull FC 24-16. More bad news, guilty. And quarterfinal four, Wigan Warriors defeated Wakefield Trinity 36-6. So this coming May, so May 7th at Ellen Road Stadium in Leeds is a double header for the semifinal fixtures. They were drawn over the week. Semifinal one, Huddersfield Giants will play Hull Kings and Rovers. And semifinal two, the Wigan Warriors will play St. Helens. Very exciting stuff, Guilty. Very exciting. All right, boys. Welcome back, Clarky, by the way. Let's get into our final segment, the Sideline Stories Bunker Review, presented by our beer sponsor, the Rusty Penny Brewing Company. Love this segment. Very, very popular, boys. Love it. Uh, As usual, we start our bunker review with our Instagram fan poll results from last week. So topic number one. If if you're an NRL player, would you rather be the star player of a bad team or the worst player in a great team? 61% said star player of a bad team. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. They all look bricks. Yeah. All the superstars. What did you, what did you both say for that? No, I went uh, bad player in a good team. Yeah, then, bad player. Then yeah. medium player in a shit team. Yeah, so we're all in the minority here of 39%. Anyway, we'll move it on. Topic two, for your whole NRL career, you are paid the highest salary in a team that never makes the top eight or you are paid the league minimum in a team that is always top four and wins premierships. 70% would prefer to be the least paid with the top four finish. And that's weird. I said money, didn't I? Yeah, I said money. Because it's a, it's a absurd amount. It's like it's like ten million over ten years, or a million over ten. Like yeah. it's too big of a discrepancy. Yeah, I picked I picked um the least paid with the top four finish because I want to win. I want to win. Winners win. Anyway, number three. <clears throat> if it involves your club, would you rather box tickets for a regular season match 
or nosebleed seats for a finals game. 58% said nosebleed seats at a regular season match. Guilty. We won by 42%. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you lost by 42%, but anyway. Didn't I didn't didn't I didn't I say <laughs> excuse I me? Oh, you did actually. You did, you did. I said box seats, Lel. Yeah. <laughs> it's nosebleeds as a regular season uh, at a finals game. Sorry, I read that so wrong. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Nosebleed seats for a finals game. <laughs> Apologies. Right. You win, Guilty and Clarky. Nosebleeds at a finals game. I said hey, box seats at say, can, can I just say something? Being in the box. Uh, this week, mate, I don't know if I, I might have to change my mind. It was pretty I awesome. I told you. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Number four, if your club lost in a grand final, would you rather them lose by one or get smashed by 20 plus? 63% said lose by one or a close margin. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, 60%. Uh, 63% actually. To be 63%. <laughs> Topic five, if you were contracted to play for your favorite club, would you sign for them? Would you sign with them for life without winning a premiership or sign for your most hated club and win one? 55% said they'd play for their favorite club with no premiership. 55. Nathan Heinmark, there you go. That's it. That what? <laughs> He's, he loses. No premiership for Nathan Heinmark, guys. Bing bong. Beloved, beloved. Yeah, okay. Cheated out of one. Anyway. Yeah. It's... <laughs> when was that? Oh, let's oh. not bring it up, eh? Yeah. Uh, topic six Would you rather score a try or set up a try? 57% said score a try. Pretty close. It's pretty fair. Yeah. These are all real. They're, they're all pretty close, to be fair. Oh, there's a couple of blowouts yeah. right now. This one's the biggest one, actually. Um, would you rather be a legendary coach or legendary player? 85% said legendary player. That's pretty straightforward. Topic eight, would you rather peak early in your career or late in your career? 70% said peak late. So yeah, of course. That's pretty fair. Topic nine, would you rather play daytime footy or nighttime footy? 54% said nighttime. Again, that's very close. Topic 10, would you rather play in boiling hot conditions or freezing cold conditions? 66% said freezing cold, so snowing or 40 degree heat. I'd rather snow. Uh, Topic 11, would you rather be a gun halfback or a gun fullback? 57% said they'd rather be a gun halfback. These are very close, guys. These hypotheticals were hectic, very popular. They're actually one of the most uh, voted for in our history. So very uh, fun fact for you guys. Should put that for fun fact Sundays. Um, <laughs> second last topic: Who replaces Latrell Mitchell for State of Origin? Now, actually, I'll say that one last because we'll go on about that for a little bit. Quote of the week: The NRL has created a farce with players causing professional fouls and using the cha- uh, the captain's challenge. Eighty percent agree that it is a farce. Back to our other topic. They sorted it out this week, though. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think so, they, they went well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who replaces Latrell Mitchell for State of Origin? 44% with the majority vote goes to Stephen Crichton. 21% picked Campbell Graham. 6% picked Bradman Best. And 29% picked Other. So I couldn't pick more than four. I just picked those three players. 29 to be Cantoni. Yeah, and maybe I... a few for Lomax. Yeah. 
I reckon right now. But who who do you think? Who do you honestly think? You've got one player. Who, who is Campbell. It? Campbell Graham. Campbell for you. Quirky, so, we've got we've got enough attack. We've got enough attack. He's too solid in defence. What, what's your there? question? What's your question? Like who who should they pick? Who is it? I've gone. Who are you picking? Campbell Graham. Okay. Yoli. I pick Katoni. Campbell second. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. If if they pick Stags, I'm not going to kick rocks over it. But it needs to be one of those two. Yeah. Yeah. But Stephen Crichton, I guys. Think- Forty-four percent. Crichton, Crichton, well, Crichton just doesn't look. He's playing for the best team. Is it? I think we're we're past the point where players just get picked when they're playing for a winning team. Yeah, I think. Well, they Brad Fittler knows he wants to win, man. He, he needs he needs he needs the best, and I just don't think Crichton's the best right now. Crichton's got a uh, knock on in him every game. Yeah, he does. Brad Fittler uh, does love a club combination, though. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but look, is Crichton playing on the left or the right? Playing on the right. Brian's playing on the right. So, mm. so you know, I don't know. And I know Katoni's also playing on the right, but um, Latrell has been playing on the left for New South Wales. Trebojevic was on the right. Mm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. A lot can change. But to all our listeners, if you want to have your say in these polls, make sure you tune in on our Instagram story every Friday to make your vote count. Very, very, very popular. Scrolling every week. But anyway... <clears throat> Moving on to this week's bunker review, our topics for today. Guilty, you shared a couple more hypotheticals that we need to share with the public, with the world to discuss. So the first one, there's only two. <clears throat> the first one is, and Clarky, you can start. <clears throat> Would you rather score a try or save a try? Score a try. I told you. The Guilty said it, Guilty pointed it out last week on the back. Fair enough. We we did score say try. score or set up last week, but this one is scoring or saving. That's a bit different. Yeah. Nah, score. Okay. Mate, mate I'm, I'm save. I'm save. Oh, There's nothing know, more man. amazing when, when someone saves a try. Like, I always think back to when, um, I can't even remember who he caught, but Matt Sears for the North Sydney had to turn around and chase someone and caught him just before the line. It was fantastic. This one's a tough one. It's all contextual, but generally I'm going to be the save a try fan because I love defense. I love it. As much as you guys rip me for being an Aztec player that just loves attack and Gildy, you ripped me this week for being, I only picked backs for the three, two ones. Thank you very much. I love defense. (laughs) (laughs) They got you there, Gildy. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I did have a little blow up. Fuck out of blow up. A little uh, one, like it was messages. You would have been going crazy uh, from this podcast. Uh, I object. That was what you said. But anyway, save a try. Parramatta boil, boil over. Anyway. I knew it. I knew it was because of Parramatta. You admitted it. Finally, you admitted it. <laughs> anyway, save a try. Guilty, save a try. Clarky, you'll score a try. You're a glory hog. Glory, glory. A glory, glory hog. Do you like that one? Yeah. <laughs> you said it last What's week. Going? Hey, do you like that? Woo! Last you week <laughs> this week you can hear it now my funny jokes i'm really funny um the next hypothetical uh would you rather play at your best and lose the match or play your worst and win the match clarky no you always yeah win the match always 
Yeah, why? I want to know why. Why? Because you're playing the worst. <laughs> yeah, because it's a team sport. That's what it comes down to. That's what the other the other team. I was just going to say, I think the point of the question, though, is, is more from a coach's point of view. Would you rather your team, do you well, know what I mean? Not, a, not so much as the player. It's from a coach's perspective. Well, yeah, I want to, I want to play to my best. Then. Yeah. Okay. But from a from a holistic team perspective, like no, I I prefer the team to win and me play bad because the rest of the team's good enough to kind of make up for my shittiness. Fair enough. What about you, Dan? No, you go first. Mate, I, um, well, I was going to just speak about where I got the question from, that's all. Um, so I, I, it was actually Andrew Voss. Hey, your favourite. Your boy Vossy. Yep, it was Voss, yep. <laughs> and he asked all the coaches. He asked every single coach. And uh, it's just interesting to see which coaches said what. And um, 12 coaches outright said the win's more important than anything, so it doesn't matter. Winning is more important. Uh, Trent Robinson said, I want my players playing their best. And it, the long run, in the long run, it's better for the, the team if they're playing their best. So he wasn't as concerned about the win. Um, Maguire was the same as Trent Robinson. It's just funny that they're at different ends of the spectrum and they're both saying the same thing. Um, it seemed like the other coaches were just, um, you know, they're, they're under pressure to win. So they just need to say win, win, win. Um Brad Arthur and Ivan Cleary said the win is super important, but it's against what they coach. They want their players playing at their best. I just thought that was interesting. interesting. It is heaps interesting. Mate, it's so conflicting because personally as a player in any game, um, I I don't like playing poorly. I thrive off playing a good game. But in a team perspective, so I want to win as well. And it is a team sport to Clarky's point. So it's hard because all my hypotheticals last week were all about the betterment of the team. So reluctantly, as conflicting as both of them are, no matter what I pick, I'm going to say I'll play my worst to win the game because I want the team yeah. to win. But far out, it's a tough one. If I've got to answer the question, I... I, I... When I played, I was a bit selfish. Just looking back on it now, I know I was. And I was happy, and I shouldn't be saying this, that's why I wasn't a great player because I was happy if I knew I played really well and we lost. I'd just say, well, I did my job. I know I did my job. Where the great players, they they play the best, and if they lose, they're filthy. Do you know what mm. I mean? They still mm. want the win. Yeah, that's and right. That's, that, that, that's what makes the difference, you know? So yeah. Anyway. Interesting to see what everyone's going to say in the polls on Friday. Moving on to our next topic, Sammy Rudd Raja boys. He is currently one of the Bristol Bears' two marquee players in England's rugby union club competition, the rival code, which I can't stand. So what that means is uh, in English rugby union, there's a £5 million salary cap and two players sit outside that. That's it. And Sammy Rudd Raja is one of them. Lately, uh, Sammy has struggled with form due to a knee injury and compounding that England Rugby Union are going to drop the marquee allowance from two players to one and they believe that Rudd Raja will be cut from the team as a result. And what that means is 
um, June is when the season finishes for them. And that means that he'll be on the free market. And the mail from the UK media is that he will be returning to where it all began, being the NRL. Boys, will he be back? And if so, where's he going? Well, he won't be back because there's this whole, was it notional value, nominal value or something yeah. that the NRL puts on people? That's right, yeah. So no one will be able to sign him for this year because no one will have enough money in the salary cap. Well, what, what do you think can, they will sign? sign him for, can you sign him for games? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like just like they did they, with um, last year. They will year, do they that. With, uh, Sonny Bill. Um, no, no, no. Um, who's the guy who played for Penrith? Who's oh, playing for the Bulldogs Tave, now? Tavita Pangai. Tavita Pangai. They did that with Tavita Pangai. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> mm, I just don't think anyone will have any space in the cap. Well, think about it. He's, he's a winger. That is 30 years old come June. Yeah. So his value is not going to be set at $500,000. Well, it goes off whatever. It's just a made up thing from the NRL. This whole nominal value thing's rubbish. Remember when. Do you think so? Remember when Parramatta tried to sign Israel for Lau and they just just blocked it? No, sorry, he's worth too much. You don't have enough money. Blah, 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 blah. So do you think like, do you think that's a stupid thing that they have a nominal value for yes. players? If yeah, Israel Folau wants to come to if Israel Folau wanted to come to Parramatta and earn a hundred thousand dollars a year, he can come to Parramatta and play for a hundred thousand dollars. I don't like, I don't like it. Why? Because the clubs that have third party deals will just smack them with third party deals and sign everyone for a hundred grand, and then they'll have every single player that they want. Well, then he's not then he's not going for that club for a hundred grand though, is he? Yeah, but that's but he, he is because that it's about the salary cap. And we have this thing in the NRL where you have third party deals. And if you're a well backed club like the Storm, they're gonna sign all the Roosters, all the Broncos, they're gonna sign players but, for, for But then what what's the difference between any other player who gets third party deals signs with a club? Well, they have a minimum value, don't they? Yeah, but they still but that sign. was only just that was <laughs> only, only just brought in with Israel though. What was like, that? Like if, Nathan, if Nathan Cleary wanted to sign for 500000 can he sign for, for Penrith for 500000 No. Of course. Well, he can't? No. I don't, know, I don't know what his normal... I don't know what the values... Uh, his nominal like, value wouldn't be five hundred grand. His nominal well, value would be like seven or eight. Yeah, maybe. I'd love bit, to yeah. know. Well, okay. I'd love to know who makes up these values. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It's just a made-up number. But you, you can't sign someone for a dollar. Well, it can't be a dollar. There's a minimum wage, Daniel. Well, that's what people do. <laughs> All right. You can't no need, sign no need, Cameron... no need to be ridiculous. Oh, here we go. You can't sign Nathan Cleary <laughs> for 120 grand. No, yeah. you can't. Okay. Right. You can't. Okay. I see. I, I uh, it's a funny one. I, I don't know. Like I, I want to know who's making out. Is there, is there a value for every single player in the NRL? Yes. Is there a number against every single yes. player? They've got yep. a value. Yep. Yes. How do they make it? Who makes it? Who, who decides who, 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 who's, um, who's valued at what? The salary cap auditor. Mate, I've got to, I've got to, I, I want to see. If this, this leads to bigger questions. I just let's want to go, know who yeah, they are. Let's, let's <laughs> go back to the, let's go back to the original question. Okay. Yeah. Do we think he'll be back in the NRL? And if so, who signs him? Semi Rad Rada, by the way. I don't think I know, he'll be back this year. I know a team that needs wingers, so. <laughs> is it the, is it uh, the Dolphins, Nick? Well, mate, if he's coming back this year, yeah, 
mate, I know a team who needs him. I mean, depending, I mean, they said he's, he's got an injury, so I don't want him if he's got an injury. But if you can get him on reasonable value, um, Parramatta Eagles. There's space here. Mate, I, I, who wouldn't – look, Parramatta's the right sort of team that could take him because – Mate, he's just uh, – it's not like you're putting him in a team that's struggling and they're expecting him to work wonders. He's hes just like the end piece. Yeah. He's the cherry. Yep. I don't think he'll come back this year. I think he'll – I just think he'll go to the Dolphins the year after. Yeah. yeah. Mate, I, I reckon if he's going to go back anywhere, it's para. If not, he's not going to sign for a nothing club, like in his eyes anyway, whatever that, whoever that is. But he'll go back to para. And then if not, he's gone back, he's gone to the Dolphins because they've got all the money at the moment and not enough players. They've got six players or seven players on the cap. Mate, but, can you remember how good he was? Of course. He nearly got used into the 2017 final and then somehow he's lost to the Cowboys. I couldn't believe it. Mate, he he is the kind of player that makes you wonder what the value of a winger's worth. When that's back then. He he destroyed the notion that. I mean, he was like a forward and a back. Yeah, no, nah, he was a freak. He was really good. He used to score those like coast to coast tries all the time, left from left to right. But anyway, we will move it on to my favorite part of the episode today. We've got another game, boys. It's time for the NRL spelling bee. Yay! <laughs> so I've got two lists. We're going to play penalty shootout rules. Uh, you get five names each. And you'll have to spell them correctly. And I'll give the other player a chance if the first player gets gets it wrong. So they get a you know double bite at the cherry. We ready? I, what are we going on? Gilly, Gilly, trust me, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even write anything down because I know you won't be able to. Like you won't. Hey, I'm hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be hectic. Okay. Clarky, you can start. And there's two lists, so to, to make it fair, list one or list two? What are you going for? Uh, give me list two. Okay. <clears throat> Your first player name to spell is Hylam Lukey. Do I just have to spell his surname? No, you got to spell his first name. H-Y. Uh, uh, oh, next. Fuck. <laughs> Gildy, you get a rebuttal. Elihan Lukey? Yeah. It is. Can't Google it either. Don't cheat. Nah. Uh, H-E-I-L-U-M-L-U-K-I. Oh, Nicholas Gild. Surely he didn't cheat. Clarky? Oh, he didn't cheat. He wouldn't have the ability. He wouldn't be able to do his phone and do this at the same time. I, reason, I, would, I would have said H-I, but you already fucked it, Clarky. So that's why I went H-E-I. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gildy, your first word. Your first player to spell is Davey Mawali. Fuck from South. Mm. Uh, it's, isn't it Davey spelled even differently? Uh, D-A-I-V-Y. Right, next. No, nah, righto. <laughs> D A double V Y M O A L E. Very good, Clarky. It's one all, boys. One all. Right, Clarky. A little bit tougher. Brad Schneider. B R A D L E Y. 
S C H N E I D E R. Oh, very good, Ryan. Very good, Ryan Keith Clark. All right, Gildy, your next one is Selwyn Cobbo. It's S E L W Y N C O B O. Very good. To all boys, we're on here. We're on fire. We're on fire. Okay, a little bit tougher. Clarky, Michaeli Ravalawa. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> M-A-K. Right, next. Guilty. Rebuttal. Uh, okay. um, it's M-A-I-K. <laughs> you both okay. lose. It's M-I-K-A-E-L-E-R-A-V-A-L-A-W-A. Lots of A's. Lots Anyways, of lots of A's. Guilty, your next word. Word number three. Yeah. Siphon Talakai. Ah, Talakai. Um, Siphon is it? Yep. S I O. Yep. S I. F A. Yep. Talakai. T A L A K A I. Very good. I love it. What's that? Three, two? Three, two, boys? Yeah, I think so. Two to go. Two to go. Clarky, you got some beauties here, mate. Mm. Keone Kolomatangi. You should know. Jesus. K E, yeah. O N E, no. Guilty. K E, I O N E, no. It's a hard one, eh? K E A O N, K O L O, A M A. T A N G I, very tough. Very tough. Come on, KK. Oh, KK, tough one. Uh, Guilty to extend your lead to four. Tom Trebojevic. D O M. It's Thomas now, James. Uh, B. I know there's a fucking J in there somewhere. True. True. Jay, no, Clarky to T O M T O M T R B I. No, no, T R B O J E V I C. Oh, boys. All right, last one each. Clarky, you gotta save yourself here, mate. Three, two to Guilty. <laughs> you ready for this one? This is the hardest one for both of you, by the way. Yeah, mad. <laughs> Tino Faasu Amalawi. Ah, T-I-N-O. Yeah. F-double-A. Mm-hmm. S-U. Yeah. A. 
M I L What did I get to? You've distracted me. L. You're an L. L I I said. So you said F A I S I L U A M A L. What goes from there? U I? Oh, no. So close. Guilty, do you want to have a go? Um, mate, I can't remember where it comes. T-I-N-O, F-A. Mate, I know there's a bloody comma in there somewhere as well. I don't know where. <laughs> um, A-S-U-M. Uh, no. Uh, see, F- fucking no. F A apostrophe, F A apostrophe, A S U A M A L E A U I. Clark, he's so close. Oh, last one. Yeah. Last one. Guilty. And this is the only way that Clarky can equalize. Yeah. Hamoli Olakuatu. You know what? See, I knew that we were doing this, and that's the first guy I looked up. So you're ready? Yes. H A U M. O-L-E, mm-hmm. O-L-A-K, A-U, A-T-U. Oh! Nah, there's Fuck an apostrophe in there somewhere. There's an apostrophe in there somewhere. There is, there's but he still, he, he still gets it. <laughs> he still gets it. <laughs> Very uh, good. Well done, that was good. I'll Goody. cop that. I'll cop that. Yeah, it's all right. Hey, 4 2, not bad. You know what I was thinking, Clarky? I was going, I've learned this bloke's name and Clarky will get it. And I won't be able to do it. <laughs> if he gets, um, if he gets, I look wider, why didn't I get Cameron Murray? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to pick your own list. You got to pick your own list, bro. Uh, true. Anyway, boys, we will leave it at that. Thanks for coming on again. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. Clarky, you've said that before. It's very, very good. Also, a big thank you to our sponsors, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, The RN Co, and Akasha, and to everyone tuning into episode 48 of the Cylon Story. That's a wrap from us here. Go the Bulldogs. Hey, when, when did I say, yeah, oh, sorry, fuck. <laughs> Go, <Eels. laughs> When did you say what? Get killed. Disregard. Disregard. Uh, You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs>